Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome, everyone, to the Spotlight here on Fightful. It is October 19th. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. And shout out to Big Dick MLJ, as always, for the intro. Jensen, how you doing on this beautiful, I assume, Thursday? Yeah, it is. It seems like it's pretty nice out. I just kind of woke up getting getting going for my day. Talk, talk some wrestling before the shoot job. But um, things are going good, man. Looking forward to watching some football a little bit later. And uh, Oh, speaking of, you owe me a, uh, you owe me a drop kick still. So, uh, or I, uh, or sorry, leg drop. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So here, here's what I've decided on this. Uh, we didn't get into this last week. It's been a couple of weeks now, uh, when the Panthers played the Vikings in a game that allegedly happened. Cause I'm not sure any Panthers game has like actually happened this season because that would imply there's a football game. And I'm not sure what I've been watching is football. Um, in -hmm. some other foreign sport that I don't recognize, the Vikings won, as I think most people suspected, because the Panthers are a terrible team. So I did say, we, we tried to figure out what we were going to do and stuff, and Sean actually suggested a, a psychosis leg drop off of my roof, which right. I'm not doing that. Um, that's Good idea, though. Really yeah. good suggestion. Yeah, uh, not doing that. Here's, here's what I'll do. I'm not going to do a leg drop. I will do 
and I'm not doing it off my roof. Sure. I I will do an elbow drop, a flying elbow drop. I don't know about flying. I'll do an elbow drop because I'm going to prove that I have a better elbow drop than CM Punk. <clears throat> I was about to say, like, I mean, because, I mean, it really depends on if you're going to go for, like, just, like, the, the standard, like, Randy Savage, where you go up and kind of pose, which I think is the the goat, you know, all time. Not only the best elbow drop, the best finishing move in wrestling history, Randy Savage specifically, his elbow drop off the top, the best. But then, you know, you got, like, Shawn Michaels, if you want to do, like, kind of the thing, you know, with, like, little flap going down to it. But, uh, yeah, CM Punk is, uh, that's different, because... You know, he kind of does like the, uh, and like kind of, yeah. So as long as you land on your feet and hips and stuff before you hit the ground, I think it'll look just like him. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to that elbow drop. I think that's a good compromise. I I, I even uh, messaged you right after the game. I was like, dude, just protect your tailbone. Like, cause you know. So I'm, I'm doing this. I'm not, here's the thing I framed when I did that psychosis like drop, I framed it so well that you could not see the giant mess of pillows that I landed on. So it looked like I just landed straight up on the floor, but no, I'm not that stupid. Um, I I do a lot of dumb things, but I was not going to do a a leg drop off of a chair onto just an exposed floor. I had some pillows down there to protect myself. That's why I was able to like pop up so quickly and act fine. Um, I will land on some type of padding, especially if I'm going to do this, outside uh i don't know what i'm gonna jump off of yet i will i will have to figure that out but i will yeah i'm landing on some type of padding for this um but i'll, I'll do an elbow drop i'm i think we should be able to pull this off live at some point my, my lovely wife will have to hold the camera uh for this to happen and uh we'll, we'll figure it all out but okay. it'll happen i promise i'm a man of my word and i'm a man of doing stupid things so we, i will deliver an elbow drop for the people on this show at some Sounds point good. in the near future. Appreciate that. Give me just one second. I, I forgot I have my, uh, my, I heat on still. This unit is going to be loud. I'm going to turn this off real quick before we get rolling. Okay. Give me just one second. Everybody, thanks for joining us this morning. Leave a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already subscribed to the channel. And you can leave a super chat as well. Leave a super chat. Uh, get your question, comment, statement read on air. Caden sends a super chat. It says, Ringside was very fun last night. Omega was special. I didn't see you get gum spit on you, Caden. So that's a, <laughs> that's a positive for, for this time. You just kind of talked with Kenny Omega. But yeah, no no gum spit at you. So that's always a good thing, right? Dude, but Omega is special. Like that, uh, I've been saying for a while, and we'll get into AEW talk here in a second, but I've been saying for a while that um, Kyle Fletcher, I think is going to be like a massive breakout like single star eventually. And that, that really, like his match with Omega last night, you could really see like foreshadowing in that. So like, and Omega, yeah, he's, Omega is still one of, one of, if not the best, like in-ring wrestlers in the world. I think guys like him, Osprey, Speedball, like those are the kind of guys in the conversation right now. Omega is just incredible. Well, Kyle Fletcher has to quit the business now because he lost to Kenny Omega, according to Don Callis. He's never going to accomplish anything in life uh, because he's now lost to Kenny Omega. So if Don Callis has his way, Kyle Fletcher will not be in the business any longer. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Uh, Omega is special, and they're they're setting up. I don't know if you saw this, Jensen, but uh, MJF was announced for next Saturday's collision. Omega was just announced for next Saturday's collision. They had a little interaction backstage. MJF said 13 days. Uh, that's when he's going to break 
um, Omega's record for longest reigning AEW World Champion. So they might be setting up a potential match for next Saturday between Omega and MJF to see if uh, Omega can stop MJF from from a for breaking the record, basically. I thought that when, you know, they really leaned into the um, free agent of 2024, I, they, they've kind of pulled back on that. But I thought when they really started leaning into that, I thought this would be a late year feud for MJF is Omega trying to prevent MJF from like basically leaving with the world title. Like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get the world title back for all elite wrestling before you try to take it to WWE. I thought that was, were going to set up but they're, they're setting that, that up a little bit different way and because they've scaled so far back on the free agent stuff feels like he's just resigning yeah i mean that's it's it's a totally different dynamic with him as a baby face because like i for one though i do really like the idea of omega being the one to try to stop like be like the last title defense before he'd break the record because I'd be that, that that's just a really cool opportunity and a cool kind of story and moment you have there that Omega like could be the guy right there to to you know to lose to MJF and MJF you know breaks the record after beating the, the former record holder. I like that a lot. But uh but that yeah the whole like uh the whole 2024 bidding war thing definitely is different if MJF's a baby face because I mean, for obvious reasons. Like, if he was a heel, he'd be essentially holding the title hostage and, like, you know, teasing the fans like he was going to leave, teasing the company like he was going to leave and all that kind of stuff. Now, I just I just don't... I'm kind of with you. I just feel like it's, I, it's... It's a missed opportunity, though, in a lot of ways, though. Like, I think it's an incredible... That's an incredible story. A lot of potential with him as a heel holding that title hostage on his way out. But... I don't know. That's tough to do if everyone's cheering him. Like people are, you know, are that'd be a really weird dynamic for them to be pushing him as a baby face with that idea of like, yeah, leave with the title, Max. We love you. Like go, go to WWE, like, as, you know, become the champion there instead. I mean like that, it's just not going to happen, you know? So like, yeah, just, it is, it is it's strange. I mean, I guess they, like I said before, they still have time to like, <clears throat> like when is the contract actually up in 2024? Do you know? It's like, the, the first January the first. 1st. So yeah. they only have less than two months to like do that really. So like, I mean, that's, I don't see him because the pivot him from like this current storyline, especially with juice as a baby face, if they turn that around within two months and had him as a heel again, I just feel like that, like that's so counterproductive in a lot of ways. So it's like, I, I think a part of it would have to be dependent on Adam Cole because if Cole yeah. who's out right now, um, you know, with the, with the injury, if he comes back and then MJF turns on him, well, that's immediate heat right there. If MJF is like, you let me down, you got injured, you're brittle, you're broken. I can't depend on you type of thing. That's immediate heat against MJF. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be a very quick pivot and a, and a tough pivot i mean he's advertised for final battle which you know he's still one half of the roh tag team champions if people can believe that or not um so yeah we'll we'll see where they're going with the the mjf stuff right now is a baby face he has the match against juice robinson next week and then uh we will we'll see after that with him he's got the match with uh jay white at, at full gear as well yeah good stuff coming up for him i mean i i 
I, I said it before. I don't suspect the babyface run to last a really long amount of time, but like they're doing a lot with it. And like you just said, so much of this obviously has to do with Adam Cole's timeline for return. And also a lot of this probably wasn't even planned because like the MJF and Adam Cole stuff, I don't think was like when they originally put that together, I don't think they expected it to be what it became. Um, so like they're kind of playing with that in real time also. So like it's just, it's, it's, it's super interesting where they've like wound up with MJF and all of this. Like I said, he's in a position right now of being like the most sympathetic baby face possible. But that's also like the easiest way to get people to really hate you is like after something like this to turn on everybody. Like that would really, really. And like MJF's the kind of guy who like wants to be hated. Like, I mean, he is doing what he he's one of the few guys as a heel who legitimately sticks to that outside of outside of the ring and stuff like. um, But yeah. And then like we'll we'll chisholm with really good super chat. I want to throw this up on the screen real quick because this yeah. is this is relative also. Oh, oh sorry, we both hit it at the same time. <laughs> I'll hit it again. Okay. All right. So um thank you, Will. Uh, with super chat says, I think summer of 2024 storyline stop because of the playoff summer of punk. We could tell Tony wanted to do some type of story with them too. Absolutely. Like they, I mean, when when MJF returned and CM Punk was the champion and all that stuff, uh before brawl out happened and all that, like I think that there was absolutely uh, plans to rekindle that feud. And it probably did have something like heavily to do with this 2024 storyline. So we have to keep that in mind too. CM Punk not being there throws a lot of these plans out the window and has a lot of things at the pivot because of that too. So oh, that's a good point. Well, they were clearly going to work together after all out last year, you know, and mm-hmm. MJF returned and everything. And then this year, CM Punk brought up the real world's title and it would obviously make sense to let's do a unification match to determine who the actual world champion is. The fact that MJF never acknowledged that and like they didn't go anywhere with it made me believe there wasn't a a real plan beyond, hey, let's just kind of have these two world titles and then maybe one day we can figure it out and and get them into a match and then see what happened with CM Punk happen with cm punk so yeah i don't know if they got dropped because of, of all that or i think it is largely that the adam cole stuff really took off and it's like well we just got to kind of full-on pivot here and then pick things up back down the road if possible and now we'll see now with adam cole being out where they do pick things up with uh when it comes to tim jf because he's got a lot in front of him right now again we mentioned the omega stuff we mentioned uh he's got juice next week he's got jay white he mentioned samoa joe samoa joe's still coming back after the title there's still probably a roddy match to do adam cole once he gets healthy you're, you're gonna pick that back up a lot of people gunning for old uh maxwell right now which is good he's the world champion people should be going after him I like that a lot. They make it seem important that like, there's multiple people gunning for the title. Like I, I like that a lot. And the Roddy stuff, I'll touch on this real quick. It's funny because this stuff isn't even technically our spotlight. No, topics, but this, but there was a lot going on in AEW right now coming out of dynamite. Like the Roddy stuff is so funny to me. Like, I love how they've leaned into him. Just like, this is like nerdy, like kind of like loser. Who's like, like, yeah, like the, I, I just like the, just stuck at home, having Adam Cole making him PB and J's and stuff. Like he reminds me in like kind of you have seen the movie The Bench Warmers? Yes. It's been a while, but yes. <clears throat> Remember the character, like he's like the dwarf character who lives in his basement that like that um Robert Schneider like bullied that yeah. you find out he bullied and he winds up becoming like the mascot like and then in the movie for like the team and everything like it's a real feel-good movie I actually really like that movie the bench formers it's, it's a terrible like it's very corny it's like 
but I, it's like one of those like guilty pleasure movies for me. Like where if I just want to zone out and watch something that's trying to be funny, um, I'll watch that every now and then. And Roddy kind of reminds me of like that character, like just kind of like the guy, like the, like at home, like, I was cowering in my peanut butter fortress. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, I wanted you to make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Adam Cole. And you're, you need to be here for me. And like, it just, it was just kind of funny. It, two different types of characters, but like, even the way he sounds kind of reminds me of that character for whatever reason. It just, it just gets me. Like, I just, I, I think it's so funny how Roderick Strong this far into his career after being around this long and all that he's accomplished in wrestling is still willing to like, leans so into this like this new kind of like character that he's doing right now i think it's like really it's really impressive it is hilarious that you know roddy strong always known for just the the wrestling ability right it's like oh great wrestler roddy strong doesn't really have a personality like it, even mjf calls him like you know oh, the bland bitch is is generic white guy is what he called them like but always known for his great wrestling ability yeah. and stuff and when he came to AEW, people were like oh yeah now he's gonna have these great wrestling matches it's gonna be awesome we're just gonna get roddy strong bangers like he's had some good matches but it's like yeah roddy strong's just a, a vignette guy now and like i don't know i a lot of people are enjoying it. I imagine there are some who are probably like, yeah, can I just get like cool Roddy Strong matches and not this kind of stuff? But it is interesting to see him kind of have this little pivot here of like, hey, Roddy Strong is not just the banger match guy. He's over here doing comedy vignettes. I love it. I think it adds a totally different layer to him. And like, because he's still going to have the banger matches. It just adds like a different, it makes him way less of just like a generic guy. Like it, it gives him a lot more layers. Um, and we know the history of these guys is so, is, and that's also funny to think like, just almost like rewriting history in your mind of like knowing how long Adam Cole and Roger Strong have, have been friends. It is the idea that Roger Strong has always maybe kind of been like this a little bit. Like we never knew. I just think that's kind of funny to think about. So um, we're going to get yeah. into our actual AEW yes. spotlights. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. Sting has announced mm-hmm. his retirement date. Mm-hmm. Sting addressed the crowd in Texas last night. And he said, my first match back was Revolution 2021. My last match will be revolution 2024 uh we don't know where revolution will take place i've already i'm gonna try to make plans to go out there i need to see uh the stinger in his last match but hey he's gonna have his last match jensen and what what is the ideal scenario for sting in his last match in your mind so i was hoping this day would never come i guess it's like i'm happy that he's getting to go out on his own terms right like, so you know, the big question, of course, is going to be, like you said, like, who who has he chosen? Who makes the most sense? I mean, obviously, if you could do it one-on-one, him and Darby and having Darby beat him is like, that to me is the ideal situation. Like, you don't have to have a feud between the two. No one has to turn on one another. It's simply just Darby getting the the respect of, like, you know, that, that big kind of, like, prize of being Sting's last match after all that they've been through and Sting mentoring him and everything. And Darby really helping Sting out a ton, too, with this run. I mean, that that obvious, I mean that really goes without saying, but so many of these tag matches, Sting has more than held his own with jumping off balconies and all the crazy stuff he's doing at his age. And, like, he continues to evolve even now. Um, love Sting. You know, if I if I had to make a top five wrestlers of all time, like my favorite five wrestlers ever, Sting's probably in that top five. Like I, 
I know each thing is way up there for you as well. I mean, like we're both, we're both definitely sting guys. And, uh, <clears throat> but you know, so that's, that's ideally what I'd want to see, but you know, who knows? I don't know if sting can do a singles match like, or if he really wants to do a singles match, if he'd prefer him and Darby to tag together in his final match, it looks like they're setting up something between them and, uh, Christian, Nick Wayne and, uh, Luchasaurus, uh, potentially, but we also have between now and what, like February or so to, to get to revolution. So we still have some time. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess my, to answer your question, my ideal situation would be Darby beating Sting in his last match, but, um, given the limitations, potentially I could see it being a tag match. I just don't know who the ideal tag team is i'm not sure i mean maybe it's ftr um you know they, they've like for the tag well actually for like well they're not the tag champs anymore but do you think maybe they, hand, more, but maybe but... hands up as with the, with the tag titles that would be kind of no, nice no I, I don't think they they end the retirement with him being a champion then you gotta immediately vacate the titles or darby has to just pick another partner i think it's going to be a singles match by the way i don't think okay it's going to be a tag team match. He hasn't done a singles match in right. AEW. Obviously, you got to have the right opponent. I'm with you on it feels like it's Darby. And it feels like it's Darby because they've just announced the retirement date. It's not. I don't think you need to do a feud. You know it's his last match. Sting, his promo, what did he do his entire promo? He put other people over that helped him. Right. right, that was his entire promo. He got booed for mentioning Hulk Hogan, um, rightfully so. When his like, and he, he was he was quick on his on his toes yeah. with like the rea- the reaction. He like immediately was like, "Listen, I get it, I get it. I'm just saying, like he helped me out. I'm just saying, like let's move past I it." Mean, <laughs> Hogan <laughs> didn't help him out because it, the biggest match of Sting's career, Hogan was <laughs> asshole during it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's true. His entire promo was just like thanking guys who got him to this position sting knows and this is why he aligned himself with darby and this is why he's done the work that he's done throughout AEW. he's about giving back he's about leaving it better than he found it and i think the way he leaves it better than he found it is he puts darby over in a singles match and that's that's it sting seems like the type of guy who wants to in his retirement match do business it doesn't need the big like hey i won give me this big chance. he's gonna get that regardless like he's he's gonna get that i think it's a darby singles match and the thing about darby is like yeah okay how how is sting gonna work in a singles match sting gotta just stand there and darby will bump around him like he ain't gotta do a whole lot darby is also very light like sting can still he can still body slam he can still lift like Darby ain't, ain't the, the toughest guy in the world to work with on this. And Darby is going to, Darby's got to fall off things. Darby's going to make him look great as well, especially because considering just one, that's just who Darby is. He's going to do that with just about anybody because that's his style overall. But he's certainly going to do it for Sting in, in a final match. So I think that, uh, I think that's the most likely scenario is, is Sting and uh darby in a singles match and, and sting puts him over the other scenarios that are possible that like i'd kind of like to see somebody mentioned christian and that you know there was there's the little tease mm-hmm. last night i think that could be a match um down the line 
you know, there ain't too much time. Revolution's typically in February, March, early March, late February is when they usually do that. Um, so it's uh, you got a little bit of time to pull this off. I don't know if he's going to work another singles match, though. I don't know if he's also going to lose at any point. So, like, if he faces Christian, is that for the TNT title? If Christian's still the champion, you put the TNT title on him. Uh, I don't know about that as a last match. You know, other guys he could possibly put over. It's not going to happen. I'd love to see them, like, heat somebody up, like Daniel Garcia, and Garcia get, like, that kind of spot. There's a Jericho possibility, because they've never done a singles match together that that be it but i don't really want that to be sting's last match um you know tag team possibilities are, are certainly something like sting and darby against like the young bucks uh sting and darby against i don't know where christian where he falls in the the scope of things by by february march if they turn christian by that point or if they turn copeland uh but sting and darby against edge and christian copeland and christian sorry um come going into to revolution i think those are all possibilities depending on how things out they things play out between now and february march which again that's still a long time a lot can change between now and and revolution but my initial thought was sting and darby singles match darby goes over yeah i'm with you 100 on that i mean this would be you know cody was around you know cody versus sting is like the match we're just never going to get that i just that really, really bothers me that we didn't get that when it was right in front of us in AEW. Um, I, I, I like the idea too. You kind of, you kind of touched on this. I could see this happening if they do Sting and Christian for the TNT title sometime between now and Revolution, and Sting becomes the TNT champion. I could, I could see it being Sting and Darby, Darby beating Sting for the TNT title in the last match. That's like a real handing of like passing of the torch. And also like Darby really, really, really cares about that TNT title. Like he's made that like a part of like his like his like personality and like his his is pretty much like part of his gimmick in AEW is like, you know, he's always like attached to that title in some way, shape, or form and trying to get it from whoever's got it. Um, so it'd just kind of be perfect. It'd be really poetic, like for that to, because especially Sting being involved in the Turner Networks for so long, just the fact that he could like hold that TNT championship at some point. Um, and it adds a little bit more stakes to Sting's last match with the title being on the line and a title that Darby really cares about him winning it back over over his mentor. I kind of feels like that's like kind of the perfect scenario. Although like I I love Christian and what he's doing right now. Like I I'm not necessarily advocating for him to lose anytime soon or lose a TNT title anytime soon. Because like, I think he's doing not only the best work of his career, like some of the best work in like all of wrestling right now, which we're about to talk about a little more on that also, but like if they're going to have Christian lose, like it, it would be worth it to have him lose to sting to set up sting and Darby in my opinion. So I think one of the ways you could potentially get there is let's say, let's say Sting just doesn't work any singles matches until his final match against Darby. You do a tag team match and, and you do with the title just on the line, whoever gets the pinfall gets the title type of deal. And then Sting gets the pin in the match. It, it's Sting and Darby against uh, Wayne and um, Wayne and Christian, Nick Wayne and Christian. Um, and Sting gets the pinfall. And uh, you can even have it to where Darby, like, hands him the pinfall type of thing of like hey you know take this pin get this victory get this title 
And then Sting is, you know, thankful and stuff. And he's like, but you know, like that ain't how I want to go out. Like, I appreciate that. Like you did that for me. Okay. Like, you know, now final match, me and you one-on-one, I'll put this title on the line as well. And then it's still about respect, but you add a little bit of heat to it of like, oh, the title's on the line. Yeah. Darby did kind of hand in that. And like, you don't need a full-blown heel turn. Nobody's advocating for that, I don't think. Um, I certainly don't want that. No. I don't need Sting and Darby to, like, split and there be sort of this blood feud to it. Like, the relationship has been around long enough and is strong enough to where, like, that. that's still – it's Sting's last match. That That's the story. You don't need anything more to it than that. Um, so Weird. I think you could possibly do that because I don't know how many singles matches – Sting is working. And I do kind of like the idea of like, he doesn't work any singles matches until his final match. Um, people in the chat are saying guys like uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I thought about that actually of Sting and Jarrett, Jarrett being involved somehow in the last match. Jarrett working Sting and Flair's last match would be incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. If you told people back in like the late nineties, early two thousands, that their their heads would explode if you if they knew that. Because like <laughs> Jeff Jarrett was so polarized. I mean, he still is in a lot of ways, but he was so polarizing back then. Because I mean, I remember even when he was like WCW champion, people were like, "Has WCW really like gone this downhill that Jeff Jarrett is a world champion? Like U.S. title at the at the max, right? Like th- this is the world champion now. Like we seen him go like back and forth WWF, WCW, and stuff. Long hair, short hair." don't piss me off and all that stuff. And, uh, but, uh, that'd be wild if that somehow played out that way. I, I see people saying Jeff Hardy also, but like, cause we never got like the real match in, in TNA. That was a absolute fiasco, obviously. Um, I mean, there's options. You can do uh sting and uh Darby versus the Hardy boys at some point too. Yeah. I was thinking that they, potentially do that match uh at some point during this this run is sting and darby against the hardys yeah i like that um and then you also have uh rated ftr becoming a trio and then like that'll open it up for like sting darby and you know a partner you know they can do something against them maybe i mean there's there's it just depends on how many times sting's trying to wrestle between now and like february or whatever revolution is um and they also have to make sure he's he stays uninjured. Like that's a big key in this too. Is like you've you've announced revolution. So like now you gotta make sure revolution. I mean, there's people like you already trying to make like like they like uh uh travel arrangements to like so um specifically well, some make arrangements when we don't know the date or the location for this right show. But, sure sure but you know what i mean it's like you already have it in your mind like okay based on sting's retirement alone like i want to travel to this show you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so now like you got to come through on that. That's a big, it's a big advertisement. Um, yeah. Yeah. You do have to keep them healthy. And yeah. How many matches is he going to wrestle? There's only one pay-per-view between now and then it's full gear. Um, assuming they don't add anything because they have been adding stuff, assuming they don't add anything in January or if revolution is early March, they add something in February. You got the big like dynamites, like winter is coming. That's kind of been synonymous with thing. So I could see that being like a sting match at, at that dynamite. Um, and then if they go to like Daly's place for for um, for the homecoming shows, which they typically do at the beginning of the year, you get one match in Daly's place. I feel like you kind of almost have to do that as well. Give him one more match at Daly's place. So I think he's probably, this should be spitballing. He's got at least three matches between now and revolution i think you're gonna get a full gear match that's 
most likely a multi-man match. Uh, you're probably going to get a winner's coming match. You're probably going to get a daily's place match, assuming they go back there at the beginning of the year. And then maybe one more before Revolution. But I think you're getting at least three between now and Revolution. Last night, when it was... When we can kind of pivot this to with and also will we mentioned chris jericho i'll put this on the screen real quick too I, I i don't know if it'll be sting's last match but i do expect jericho to get involved in something sting's doing between now and his retirement i i i think yeah and i'm a big jericho guy obviously so I'm, I'm here for that um but uh last night on dynamite we had the segment with christian nick wayne and like and uh darby attacked um attacked the two of them and like Luchasaurus got him Nick that. Wayne's ass. Yes. But so, but I'm trying to remember it was Luchasaurus, Christian and Nick. And then you had Darby and sting. Was anyone else out there with them last night? No. So it was just them two. I mean, I feel like you have to add a third and like, that's going to be one of the matches like those three versus. Well, Copeland makes the most sense because he saved them at wrestle. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 That's, they, yeah. Yeah. They kind of took that away a little bit because then Darby was sidelined and Sting was away. So they added FTR and Danielson to that whole mix on collision. But I think that makes the most sense is uh, that six man at full gear. Yeah, I'm with that. That that makes perfect sense, Reg. Or Adam, Adam Copeland to be um to I keep forgetting to wear. I've got one of those old like rated R superstar beanies from like That's back in the day. I know I almost I was gonna wear it then when he when he debuted, but it was me and SP3 on that show together. So you weren't around and just kind of a missed opportunity with that with that wardrobe. But um but yeah, do you want to talk uh, a bit more about the Nick Wayne and uh Christian segment? Because I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, uh they had to sit down with Nick Wayne and his his mom, who doesn't have a name. Uh, and she was very disappointed in her son. And he said that like Christian is my real father now. He's a better father than my father ever was. He's there for me. Christian came in and said you should have picked up the phone to, to Nick's mom. Nick's mom slapped him and he said, like, you're dead to me. He walked out the door and he got his ass beat by Darby Allen. Yes, and that kind of ties in and led to what we were just talking about with like the like a brawl between those five. Um, I love love this segment. Like they're doing really? such a good job. Sorry, go ahead. Really? Oh, dude, it's a little cringe. Like Nick Wayne's mom seems a little kind of uncomfortable, like with it. Yeah, I that mean, that's my biggest complaint is like she she's clearly like, like she's been around in the wrestling business for a while now, but like she, it didn't come off very like genuine or real. With yeah. Her. Like it was, but, it, it felt like, Oh God, you're forcing me to do this. And I was a little, almost like, maybe you're supposed to be uncomfortable watching it, but I wasn't uncomfortable. And like, Oh, I can't believe this family drama is playing out like this. I was uncomfortable. And like, this isn't very good. Oh, uh, see, I, I, I'm here for that. Like, I, I get it because it, like, it is kind of cringe, like I said, but it's what I'm what I'm more talking about is is Nick, because like you can see he's done such a good job for a kid who's literally 18 years old. And I know he's been wrestling a long time. I've covered his pretty much his whole career throughout the weekender and all that stuff. Like I and that's probably why I like this so much, too, because I've heard year after year after year with him being in the business, Buddy Wayne's son, Buddy Wayne's son, Buddy Wayne's son. He's always, you know, he'd come out to the ring, do this, you know, every time he come out, point at the sky for his dad and everything. And like, and so I'm very much like, 
it goes hand in hand with me and Nick Wayne, like Nick Wayne, Buddy Wayne and his whole backstory and everything and him being literally 18 years old and doing all this on AWTV and to see him do such a good job at like, you just look at him on the screen. You're like, that's a different dude. Like, that's a totally different, that's a completely different attitude and a completely different person. And I liked it because his mom, once again, it is a little cringe, but like the way that she's, she's saying this, she's like, I don't recognize you anymore. Like you've completely changed. And I think Nick is doing a really good job of showing that. Like he looks pissed. He's just sitting there just pissed off. And then like any move, anything his mom says to him or any movement she makes towards him, he like swats her away. And like the, the crowd really was like, he got, I got some real heat the first time he kind of like swatted her like hand away from him. Like he was kind of like swinging towards her. People were like, you could tell it was like uncomfortable. Like the crowd was like, Ooh, Ooh, that's kind of not cool. But like, that's the, that's the point. Like it's, they're trying to make you feel uncomfortable. And then Christian comes in for the, the cherry on, on the cake coming in and making it super uncomfortable right in front of Nick Wayne's own mom and just being like, you ready to come home, son? You know, it's just like, and he like, he's like leaves with them. And like, and then Christian tells her on the way out, you should answer my phone call. And it's just like, this is, I, I think this is really good. Like once again, it's a bit cringe, but it's all, but it's cringe in like the, it's cringe in like the wrestling acting sense that we we've seen this a trillion times in wrestling. It could be a good story and everything, but like sometimes the acting isn't great or, you know, whatever. But like, I don't know, something, whatever, this is all working for me. I, I like this a lot. I, I really like that they, because Nick Wayne is going to eventually be like the biggest baby face in the entire wrestling business. It'll, it'll be like a few years from now. But the best way to do that, I think, is have people hate his guts for a while. And then they'll eventually. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It'll be the whole Rocky Maivia, The Rock kind of thing with him. 
And, uh, and yeah, so I know, I know you said you, you weren't a big fan of it, but like, dude, I, I was literally, cause there was points where I was cringing to the point where I was almost like laughing. I was like, Oh, this is kind of like, this is kind of weird. But that was like, that was kind of the point. I think it was just, it was meant to make you feel uncomfortable. I think they really did a good job of that. And then Darby gets the redemption by beating their asses right after. I, I thought Christian was good. I did think Nick was good by the way, for, for the role he's having to play as an 18 year old. I thought he was good. The stuff with the mom, just because she, she didn't seem comfortable doing it. And that was a little off putting to me. It's hard for me to believe she's not agreeing. It's like, she, she, she well, obviously she's she agreeing to do it. Yeah. You know obviously I mean? she's, she's agreeing to it. If she, she's doing it, I would hope so. But I, the fact She's agreeing, at least again, I would hope that she's agreeing to do it. Otherwise, I don't think they would force her to do it. But the uncomfortableness of her, I can't quite get past. It just didn't come off. It didn't come off great to me, her segment of it. There's a difference between like, okay, yeah, I agree to do this, but still being able to pull it off. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you agreed to do it. That's great. But if you can't pull it off, despite being agreeable to do it, it that doesn't make it good television to me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I get that. But I also feel like there's kind of, this is a weird comparison to me, but it's kind of like Vicky Guerrero almost. Like she didn't seem comfortable either for like a while. And then she became like a massive heel. Like she became really comfortable. But at first it was like weird seeing her on WWE TV and she didn't, she, she didn't really fit in and stuff. Yeah, but that part but, wasn't good. That doesn't mean but, it was any good. Well, my I guess my point is, like, do you like do you think that Nick Wayne's mom's eventually going to turn and join Christian? Oh, I, I think, I think she is. And I think that there's going to be a, like, this is all like, th- like we're going to be looking back at this and being like, you're not going to care that this was cringe because at a certain point, you're just going to hate his mom because she is going to eventually side with Christian. I think so. I'd be uh, happy. Know. I'd be happy if she just wasn't involved at all. Well, after listen, what I saw last night. Okay. That's fair enough. But I also feel like I'm not going to take any points away for like anybody who's like, well, she seems uncomfortable doing this, or she doesn't like. There's no way she does. She's not like she's agreeing to do this. Like there, there's no way that like her deal or Nick Wayne's deal is contingent on like we're gonna sign you, but only if like your mom agrees to doing storylines with us. Like they signed Nick Wayne. It's just kind of a bonus that his mom is willing to be involved in this. That like this kind of fell in their laps with like Christian Cage somehow becoming the biggest heel in wrestling recently, based off of making fun of dead fathers and like you, you get Nick Wayne who has this whole backstory of his dad being a wrestling trainer, just all kind of like perfectly fell together like this. So I don't think there was never necessarily even like an intention of her being involved, but it's just like with this specific storyline and listen, maybe she doesn't have to talk anymore or whatever, like whatever, whatever, you know, but I think eventually she's going to join Christian and like, I don't know. I just think it's, I, I, I like the story. So that, that's just me. I, mean, I think it's good. I don't mind the the story. I understand the story that they're telling, but I don't think it's that great. I don't think her part in it is that great. I should say. I get. I get the story. Christian has been fantastic. Nick Wayne was very good last night. Her part in it, the uncomfortableness for that she is portraying, and it's not an uncomfortableness like I can't believe my son did this. It's an uncomfortableness of like I don't really want to do this. Again, I do agree. She probably. She agreed to do it. I don't think she's being, she's being forced or anything like that, but she just seems uncomfortable on screen. And maybe it's just an on-screen thing. Maybe it's not even uncomfortable of like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with this storyline. Maybe she's just uncomfortable being on screen. I completely get that as well. 
but she is uh, she's uncomfortable on screen. She looks uncomfortable on screen. She comes off uncomfortable when she's talking about all of this, and it takes me out of things. Just takes me out of things. That's fair. I just think she's just more or less just kind of like a bad actress. But like, well, yeah, but, but that takes but, me out of it. But but I but I think it but I think it adds to it when like she's sitting right there and Christian is telling her to hit to to her face, stop abusing your son, while he's abusing. Like it's so like the mentals like, yeah, Christian like, gymnastics. Me. But like it, but it adds to it that she's sitting right there like while this is happening. It's di- it hits different that she's right there and, he, and Nick's like swatting her away and cr- Nick's hitting her and Christian's yes. saying, stop abusing your son. Like it's so bad. It's mental gymnastics. Like I, that's, I don't know. I, I, we can agree to disagree on that. I just think that like, I understand, like, I, I agree with you. She's not a good actress, but I'm not like taken out of the story because I don't, I don't think she's doing anything. She's, if she's uncomfortable with it, I don't think she'd be doing it. Yeah, so I don't think she's uncomfortable with the overall storyline. I think she's trying her best. I just don't think she's doing well. Like she just didn't, she didn't do well in that segment. And she's, she's been wrestling for for a long time, but she's never done anything like this. So I get it. I I get that she would not come on. I'm I'm on camera all the time, sure, but like. I don't know if I could be on camera like that and come off super well, especially doing a storyline like that. Like I probably could. This is, so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'd do any better. I could not play a mother. Uh, I'm not saying <laughs> I would do any better at this, but she is the one doing the role. And when I watched that segment last night, I was like, Oh man, this just, I didn't find her role to be very good. The rest of it. Great. This, the actual story they're trying to tell no issues with, but her role, I was just like, man, this just kind of, kind of sucks. Honestly, I'm kind of just turned off by this whole thing because of how bad it was. That's just me. Hey, if you like the rest of the segment, and I did enjoy the rest of the segment, I do for the most part overall enjoy the story. I get what they're telling with the story, but when I was watching it last night, I was just like, uh, this just is not very. It's not. It wasn't good to me. Like that. That's why I can maybe move past the uncomfortableness. Hey, some people found it funny. Like Jeff L. Driver says, I found her horrible acting hilarious personally. Hey, you know, I can find some horrible acting hilarious and, and be like, ah, this is, this is funny. But like when you're trying to tell a serious story of like this mother who has lost her son and turn against her and Christian is there, like stop abusing and they're trying to do this mental thing, but the acting is bad. I couldn't find it funny. I was just like, man, this is just bad. And I'm just kind of like, I don't even want to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, we can agree to disagree on that. I see other people in the chat say Hassan says I like it as well. It was amazing in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we'll just agree to disagree on that. Jeff Alger, is this a serious story though? It's wrestling. I don't know. You want to have conversations? You wanna you wanna educate people, Jeff Fella Driver? That's a reference to uh, the MJF stuff that's now been dropped after we spent a week talking about it and now it's just like eh, never mind let's not do this wrestling is supposed to be serious in some aspects um, now nah, i'm probably being over dramatic that's acting everybody that's acting. <laughs> that's acting yeah because it looks like the chat's pretty not everyone not everyone's gonna agree with me but it seems like a lot of people are but like there we, we don't have to agree on everything either like that's what makes conversation like interesting like me and jeremy don't have to agree on everything and the thing is we do agree that it's a great story we just I just don't have really an issue with. I get the bad actress stuff. I get it. 
but like i don't think it's like taking away from this and i think it's she's only gonna get better at it and eventually the payoff's gonna be fantastic whenever like she herself turns i think so um anyway they, we can move on they so. should hire an actress to play nicole's <laughs> mom <laughs> just if she comes in there's just a new mom next week <laughs> it's like when they replace uh they replace the mom like, fresh prince had a different aunt viv uh after like three seasons or whatever it's like Ah, you changed on Viv. It's like, we're just not going to mention. We're just going to make a little reference there. But then otherwise, everything is the exact same. That's what they need. Nick Wayne's mom needs a real actress next week. It's like, mom, what'd you do? You got a little little tanner, mom. They recast her. Yeah, just recast Nick Wayne's mom. That's what they need to do. Oh, my God. Go go find Mama Benjamin, wherever she's at. (laughs) Go do the recast. No one will will know the difference. Um. Remember that whole story? That was like Shelton's actually like getting kind of over during that. That was actually pretty yeah. impressive. Like the whole Shelton. They had to give Shelton personality, is what yeah. it's all about. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. We can, we can move on to the WWE spotlight. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. Cody Rhodes' story with the tag team titles finished, Stephen Jensen. He yeah. lost. He's a giant loser again. How do you feel supporting this man? What was the next topic? <laughs> That's the topic. Cody Rose is a loser. No, I'm the one after this. Um, so I mean, yeah, what was it, like a 10-day run with the titles? Yeah. Um, good, good run. That's how long his uh WWE title reign should last as well, whenever he wins it. 10 days, and then he drops it to Gunther. Um so the tag title thing doesn't really bother me too much to be completely honest, because like that wasn't going to really go anywhere. Any listen, this, the story that they're eventually getting back to with Cody and Roman doesn't really need the tag titles involved. Um, and it does tie in with my other spotlight a little bit, but I will wait on that. I don't know, man. Like there's really no point doing the title change. Like, like one, like, like two put it on Cody and Jay to begin with and then take it right off them. Um, there really wasn't even a point in taking it off of like KO and Sammy when they did really either like kind of, but I, I, I get what the, I get that they're pushing the judgment day and like the judgment day is doing really well. I'm not taking anything away from them. Um, I guess it's just, I don't know, not even really necessarily confusion. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It just kind of is what it is. Like I, I, I think the WWE is really just in killing mode or killing time mode with Cody right now. And until they can figure out when to pair him and Roman back together, because they got to get through like Roman and uh, um, LA night. Uh, they're doing the Saudi Arabia show. Right. So, yeah. I I, so they got to get through all that. And uh, so, I mean, they're just killing time and then it ties in with like Kevin Owens being traded to SmackDown and stuff and all that. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't watch Raw last this this past Monday, except for Cody's. I I, I heard he, I knew it was the main event, so I I turned on the main event and watched them lose the titles. Um, really nice Outsiders <laughs> Edge by Damian Priest onto um, onto Cody. I will I will say, was it Cody or Jay? It was Cody on the on the it table. Was Cody on, the, yeah. And then Jay's the one who got pinned, of course, because yeah. Cody doesn't take pins unless it's Roman or WrestleMania. Um. <laughs> I still have nightmares about Sol Sokoa thumbing him in the throat. It's terrible. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I, guess I, like that's kind of imagine, I like to imagine you just like wake up in a cold sweat. Like after you just see like a giant thumb going into to Cody's throat and like you just, what, what's the, it's a, 
Kevin Durant commercial of like when he has to like guard LeBron or whatever. Fuck Kevin Durant. When he just like wakes up cold sweat. It's like, can't believe this happened again. Like it, that's how I like to imagine you. Like, oh no, Cody, Cody. Oh, it's it's exactly Sokoa. It's exactly like that. Like, dude, especially because it still happens occasionally, but especially right after WrestleMania, dude. Oh my god. Like, I literally woke up and I was like. Cause I had all this, we had all this stuff planned like for the show and whatnot. And I was like, I literally had all like, Oh my God. It's, I still can't believe he, like, I'll never forget exactly where I was standing. Like when he lost, like in my brother's reaction to it, who like, you could tell he so badly wanted to roast me for it because like, he doesn't, he's not into wrestling like we are, but like, he knows how attached I am and he watches a lot of it with me. And usually he would take that opportunity to like really roast me for liking wrestling so much. And even he was like, man, I'm so sorry that this happened. Like, he felt so bad that Cody lost. So, like, anyway, yeah. I don't want to keep rehashing that, but, I mean, it's going to be the theme of, like, a lot of the Cody talk until he gets another shot at this year's WrestleMania. Unless The Rock swoops in last minute. Although they're saying that's not going to happen now, but who knows? Never never say never in wrestling. So, I mean, I don't I don't know, man. How do you feel? I, I, I don't really, I'm kind of indifferent towards it. They, didn't, they never needed to put the titles on Jay and, and Cody to begin with. And like it just well, kind of like them them winning the titles actually increased the Roman story. I think the, the it was a short run obviously. because they got to go over to SmackDown with the titles and everything. They got to go over right. to SmackDown. They got to, we got the Rody Rody uh, Cody and Roman little face to face on SmackDown, and then we got Roman being like, you know, he's a Jim Jay's out here with these titles without you. Like, how, how, how do you feel about that? Like, run the play, call the audible, whatever the, the football terminology that Jay, Jay, Jimmy Uso out here, by the way, Russell Wilson asked quarterback, uh, trying to run these plays and, and get yards. Um, he's like, you know, hot route on this stuff. So Jimmy going over to, to raw to cost them the titles kind of does further the, the Roman J Cody stuff, the, the bloodline stuff with all of that so yeah, it was a short run um but i understand why they won the titles and then i understand why they took the titles off so quickly now maybe they could have kept it a little bit longer but it does make sense that the first show after i guess jimmy could have screwed up but then we just get roman bullying jimmy more and it's like how often are we gonna see this type of thing so jimmy actually like making good and doing something good mm-hmm. is a good thing i think for this story i think uh, i think this helped Cody losing in this manner helped Cody in terms of building back the Roman story. <clears throat> I agree with you there. Um, Cause I do think like the intention was exactly that. We said that when they, when they won the title is that like the only reason you would do this is to get Cody and Roman closer again. But like, it was just so short. Like you said, I figured that that would last longer where they'd be on SmackDown. Like Cody would interact on, but I, but I also get it like there's so many moving pieces and so many shows you have to do before WrestleMania and these two separate brands and stuff to where like SmackDown, I, I, I get it as well. Cause like you, it's tough to have Cody on SmackDown week after week after week and the elephant in the room being him versus Roman and that eventually happening again. But parallel to that like at the same time you're trying to build la Knight versus roman for like the upcoming saudi show so like you don't really want cody there in the middle of that so like it's it also doesn't help when roman only wrestles like a few times a year now 
so like you're you're yeah it's a it's a weird i mean no one in the world thinks la knight's beating roman reigns right i mean is there is there anybody in the chat that actually thinks that that's oh, gonna happen I hope he does i hope he does if that happens i will literally never watch the wb ever again <laughs> like like we're like we will not have wb spotlights on the show anymore like i'm just gonna be done with it and i'm just gonna start a petition to get cody back in AEW. i'm just gonna like that's gonna be my 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 rest of my life's goal would be that but oh, um, i hope la knight wins it would be it wouldn't be fun for any well actually there would be people who would enjoy probably my reaction to it on this show because i'd be just so furious over it but like and it's not even he, specifically because it's la night on it to be just anyone except for cody i need to make that clear i'm not like y'all know i'm not a big la night fan but like i'm it's a little bit that it's la night yeah but like honestly there isn't anybody you can name that i'd be okay with that isn't cody like no but you couldn't name one person or be like oh yeah that's i'm cool with that that makes sense the only person that's like kind of a little bit like that would be gunther because of how they built him with that ic title and like if he just kept winning and eventually won the world title too kind of like the ultimate warrior did like i'm like that i'm like somewhat okay with because like you you organically built somebody you know for that long and but he's the only and it's not even really an exception because like i still hate that idea but like that's the only person where i'd be like okay i can he he's i could see that making sense but like i i it's got to be cody but LA Knight specifically, right? Like, I, yeah, I would just hope whenever he does the, the the bad finisher that Roman can sell it okay. I mean, and just hope that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh, I hope LA Knight wins. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad how he does the rock bottom and he does this instead of this thing. And just, it's all the same. Anyway, it's all the same. It's all the same. Oh, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Yeah. It all my whole life. A lot of other wrestlers do the same thing. Uh, yeah, but he does it better than anybody. You got to give him credit for that. What's going to be interesting is seeing what happens after he loses to Roman and see how the crowd reacts. He's going to beat Roman. Once again, if that happens, I'm never watching WWE ever again. So, <laughs> I mean, once again, WWE doesn't care about that. Like, they they can hear me say that all day and be like, okay, cool. See ya. <laughs> yeah. He's going to, the, the new fans they're going to bring in, all the new LA Nighters that they're going to bring in, it's, it doesn't matter. They can lose one Steven Jensen because they're going to bring in a ton of LA Nighters. That would be a really interesting statistic to be able to, um, to prove, which I, I don't think you could, but like, that's my challenge. This is my challenge to WWE. Put the title on LA night at Saudi Arabia at crown jewel. And then let's see what the ratings are for the following episode of SmackDown. And if they go up, then it's proof. My proof that LA night has brought in the LA nighters. I'm going to get this over into the world, into the WWE universe. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think there's no way that he's bringing in new fans. I think that there's, I think that the, I think the LA Knight fan base is, is current wrestling. It's mainly casual, but current wrestling fans that just want to be a part of something. even this whole yeah thing the yeah movement i mean it's the yes movement this is all that we've seen all this it's maddening i'm just like 
he's out there in front of crowd just going, yeah. And they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally the yes movement. It's just, yeah, instead of yes. I mean, it's the same word with it was spelled slightly differently. It's his finishing well, move a, is a stunner, a slightly H different. Instead of an S. Right, but it means the same thing. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the same word. So like it's like he's doing the S movement. He's doing the 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 a really bad kind. It looks like he, honestly his finisher looks like he's botching a stunner every time. I know that I know it's not that, but like that's what it looks like. It looks like he's botching a stunner every time he does his finisher. His 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 rock bottom thing is weird. That it's all just it just I don't know, but he's he's over, I guess. But I mean, once I again, if, if I, I I say I guess because I don't watch it. I mean, I I see clips occasionally of like he comes out and people go he's nuts. Over brother. So, and he, yeah, he's been all about the yeah for a long time. Says Kai, that's true. That's true. Well, it's he never got over until now though. It's been like twenty years. Gonna read these super chats. Uh, the whole story I think they're telling is Roman uh, doesn't want to face Cody and he's doing to avoid him story of drew naming cody to bring jay to raw with a slow heel turn so it makes sense yeah i can see roman i, I think a few people pointed out of roman is like he felt most threatened when he faced cody and that's why he needed all of that stuff and so he doesn't want to face cody again so yeah that's why i think losing the tag team titles is a good thing for cody uh to get that rematch against roman yeah. shutdown spurs says uh cody roman la night triple threat no. for for mania yeah Bad idea. Man. I like the Shy Town Spurs though. I really appreciate. La Knight stacks them, smashes them, pins both of them, holds up the titles. Yeah. No. No. Nah. Nah. Jensen, Jensen I have a, before we move on to our other WWE spotlight, I do have a, a question for you. Very important question. Okay. Mm. Whose game is it? <laughs> Whose game is it? <laughs> good question whose game is it with everybody saying l a night yeah so bad walk with elias <laughs> that shit was over too yeah it was where's he at now Oof. oh that's unfortunate no, no listen I... i'm not trying listen i'm just saying but even before the release what was he doing for well, a long wasn't. time that's not his fault I'm just saying, like this, it's not going to be LA Knight's fault necessarily either. Why are you a hater on LA Knight? Because y'all think that this is going to keep last. What they're doing right now, they are trying to build a a big opponent for Roman, right? They got to get some. They got incredible people in there that make you believe he's got a chance. I agree, but after he loses, then what? Listen, I hopefully he. I, I I know I sound like such a hater of this guy. I get that. I, I get that. I sound like I just specifically hate this guy so much. I I think it's really strange how over he is. It just doesn't make sense to me. But he's getting reactions. I've told I've said this a thousand times on this show. If LA Knight sees this, if he sees me saying all this, I would literally completely ignore me and just keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is working. I just don't watch it. Nick Aldis is the new SmackDown. Yeah general manager i could just keep winding you up about this but i'm gonna be kind and we got other stuff to get to uh nick all this is the new smackdown general manager uh i took a shot at dom he's a big fan of dom's father and then you know he completed the the jay uso for kevin owens trade and then he was kind of there as a bit player background player for the rest of the the show what, what do you make of nick aldis getting his wwe run finally um yeah it's uh it was interesting because like 
has the WWE audience ever seen him? I don't think he's been a part of anything on screen for them before, right? No, his introduction was just like Nick Aldis. He didn't get music or anything. The crowd yeah, was like, oh, he just okay. like walked Ooh. into the ring from like, he was like on like the announcer, like near the announcers or something. Cause I don't think yeah. he even walked down like the entrance ramp, right? No, he just like walked no. into the ring. Um, that was a little confusing because I was like, because usually WWE doesn't just like, well, I guess they kind of did with like Adam Pierce and stuff, I guess. Like they're, I shouldn't say they don't do this with authority figures. Even like Drake Maverick, when he was like the, like the 205 Live commissioner, he like, I know that's different, but like just my, my, the reason I'm saying this, by the way, is because what WWE does for whatever reason is they'll take like, this isn't always the case, but guys like Adam Pierce, Drake Maverick, another example, um, Nick Aldis right now. Like these were all people who made their names outside of WWE who never had a WWE run that were brought in as authority figures on screen. Um, so it's just kind of interesting where it's like, like what, like why would the WWE audience care about Nick Aldis? Unless, unless you knew his past is like the NWA world heavyweight champion and like maybe is running as Magnus and stuff, but like they're not like, did any, at any point to triple I mean, I don't know what his introduction, I know they said he was like accomplished or whatever, but, and I know they probably didn't mention like the NWA world heavyweight championship on the show, but are they making it like really clear? Like this guy was like a long time world champion outside of here. So like that makes him credible to be the general manager for the show. Cause otherwise it's just like, if I was a casual WWE viewer, I'd be like, who's this guy and why is he getting this role? They didn't like go too deep into it. I'm not even sure they, they mentioned it at all. Um, I mean, but it's a GM role. It's not like you need to be you know, super well-versed in who this person is. If you're just a casual fan, it's like, okay, this is the new GM. Cool. And then he's going to assort, uh, assert his authority. However, he's going to do it. Like, yeah, basically the same thing with Adam Pierce. I don't know how many, regular WWE viewers knew who Adam Pierce was, but then they just accepted. Okay, cool. This is the, the general manager. He looks the part. If you knew Adam Pierce, former NWA world's heavyweight champion, then it's like, Oh, all right, cool. That's a nice little thought. Same with Nick Aldis type of thing. If you know, well, you know, when he's getting in, in the middle of Cody and Roman, if you, you see Nick Aldis there, it's like, Oh, Cody's got history with Nick Aldis type of thing. Like if you know, then cool. It's a nice little shout. Otherwise it's just like, all right, he's the new general manager. They're just introducing a new character to their television show is kind of how yeah. I look at it. I and, and I think it's going to lead to him in the ring. I don't know how often he's going to wrestle for the WWE, but like I was like Survivor Series coming up soon and stuff. I could see him being like on Team SmackDown, like in the ring and stuff like that. Like, you know, so maybe it's a good way of introducing him because it's also kind of weird to like. I'm just kind of thinking out loud right now, but like because he's how old? I mean, he's got to be like in his 40s now, right? Like, I don't 40s. think he, I think that's the thing with all this is like, he's a lot younger than people suspect. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Right. But yeah, Nick Aldis is only 36. He's younger than Cody. Yeah, that's so I didn't realize that because I've just Cody watched him for so long. So I, when he was Magnus, he had to have been like in his early, early 20s. Yeah, all this is a lot younger than people suspect because he I has kind he of been around older. for a while. I thought he was older. That made, that changes it a bit because not that 36 is young, but like a lot of people are like actually in their like athletic prime in their mid thirties. Like Cody, I think is the best he's ever been right now. And he's like 38 or whatever. Um, and there was plenty of DDP didn't start until he was 35. He's an exception, obviously, but like um, that. So I could see this because let's say age aside, just longtime veteran, Nick Aldis. 
Um, to put him through like NXT would be weird, I think, because he's been on TV for so long that like it just wouldn't make sense. And he's accomplished so much that like it kind of wouldn't make sense. But also just to throw him right on Raw or SmackDown as a wrestler without the WWE audience knowing who he is also kind of doesn't make sense. So him being the general manager, kind of like what you're saying, just to like, so the fans become aware. I mean, whether he gets back in the ring or not, I think he'll do a good job as the general manager because he looks the part. He's a very handsome guy, always dresses nice in a suit, can speak well on the microphone and all that stuff. Um, but like, I do think this is smart if he's going to get back in the ring because now the audience is going to know who he is without him having to go through NXT, without him just being like another just random wrestler on the roster like a Mike Bennett or something, just like coming back to WWE and getting lost in the shuffle or something like you, you would have, um, I think it's a good way to like introduce him to the crowd and then transition him into wrestling uh, in front of that audience. I don't know if or when all this will get into the ring in a wrestling capacity. My thought was always, if they wanted him to wrestle, they just sign him as a wrestler. Like the fact that they had him doing backstage producing, like kind of shadowing producers and maybe believe they didn't, quite see that for him and now doing a gm role um i don't know if they see that for him at least not at this moment but for him it is a step in the right direction of like all right you're in the back he he said this too of like he wants to be in wwe he wants to wrestle in wwe however he's got to get his foot in the door is get how he's gonna have to do it producing was the first step now being the general manager is kind of the next step i do think eventually it will be all right let's let's give all this a match let's see how it goes assuming he does well in the gm role he's off to a, a fine start with the little just a little comment he made towards dom that they got a little reaction um and all this is very well spoken i think he's gonna do fine in this role i would like take away all this uh the fact that they're doing general managers for raw and for smackdown i would like that to actually play a part of more than just like hey i'm an authority figure who books matches type of thing i I said this yesterday like we had jimmy who was part of smackdown coming over to raw to cost jay and cody the titles why is this allowed to fly if you have general managers now i think there should be some sort of like the general manager should be like hey you can't do that you're fine type of thing like you are part of this roster you cannot just go over there with no reasoning like i gotta find you for this i would like to see kind of trade stuff happening the jade stuff is another example of like she's technically a free agent i would like to see and they're kind of doing this a big courting process with her like hey here's my offer to you like what do you say and then she goes she takes that the negotiation game right she takes that to adam pierce like this is what smackdown's offering me what are you going to offer me? And then it's just counter negotiations. This is how free agency works in real sports. Is how, I would like to like, see that stuff. It's like when Big Papa Pump came into WWE. That's exactly what they did. Like yeah. this whole storyline coming in was, which is he going to sign with Raw or SmackDown? And he was like going back and forth. Like he was, it was a big deal that he was coming in. I, I, I like that they're doing that with Jade for sure. I would, I would like to see awesome. kind of just real, more real sports elements introduced because you have these general managers now I beyond agree. just hey, let's just make matches and, and break up confrontations type of thing. That, that's what I would like to see now that you actually have the general manager. As far as all this, I think it'll be good in the role. Yeah, I got no yeah. issue with him doing yeah. that. I don't know how long it takes to get him in the ring. I think WrestleMania would probably be the earliest. Maybe a Rumble like cameo thing, but then I don't know about like an authority figure being in the Rumble. That's always weird to me. Like, Why wouldn't you just give yourself number 30 right. at that point? Like, why would you just put yourself in the middle of it? Trying to be a good authority figure. Um, 
Yeah, but yeah, I, I would maybe WrestleMania would be the earliest. I, I'd do something with them in the ring. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's doing a good job as a general manager also. And because of his look and everything too, like he has like extra credibility where like if like a wrestler like wasn't listening to him or like got in his face or something, like he can stand his ground because he's, you know, what he's like what, like six four, six five. I mean, he's a big dude, you know. So like, yeah. I think mean, I, I think he's gonna do fine in the WWE. I actually think that he the WWE is the best the best fit for him really anywhere like stylistically too like for him in the ring I think he could get over with the WWE audience without having to have like five star matches he just can do like his basics and like because he's really really good at the basics like Nick Aldis isn't very flashy and I know he's not everyone's cup of tea but he's really good at the basics of wrestling and he's, he understands the crowd and how to work an audience and stuff like that and so like I think he, I think him in the WWE system is actually the best place for him to be wrestling if he can get in the ring. So I, I think he's got a shot there. All this always struck me as like a WWE guy, just yeah. the way he carried himself, the way he talked, the way he wrestles. I was like, yeah, this guy, he'd be fine in WWE. And now he's he's there. So good on him. Uh, a couple super chats before we move on. Uh, Will Tottenham says, how long before SRS reports that Vince trying to break up with TKO <laughs> because he's not the booker? I mean, he can get his out. Like he can get out of uh he can sell the stock there's no waiting period or whatever so if he wants out he can get out but the deal's done he can't really do anything else he doesn't have majority control anymore so outside of just selling his stock ain't like he can take WWE with him or anything so we shall see uh and shytown spurs says jeremy lambert buries nick wayne's mother uh ringside news probably i ain't that important to to get clipped like that i'm not that important i don't want to be that important either. it's funny when it gets clipped in my in my twitter handle is uh, is on the screen yeah <laughs> for you. everyone's gonna be like trolling you or good me. good yeah Troll you um uh, let's move on to our other spotlight our product is what it is we're going straight up the middle i mean not another spotlight but nwa is apparently coming to cw so that's something um yeah why uh, my other spotlight was impact bound for glory this weekend, a uh, big show for them. Typically their biggest show of the year. And, you know, they got Will Ospreay on this show. Big main event with uh, Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley for the for the championship. You know, what what are you looking forward? What stands out to you for Impact Bound for Glory? Trinity and Mickey James as well. Another big match. Yeah, looks like a really good card. I'll be reviewing this show right afterwards with Joel Pearl uh, here on this channel. YouTube.com. That's I do all the all the pay-per-view, uh, the Impact pay-per-view post shows. And I don't know if Cresta will be there or not. We're still waiting to hear, but I think we'll know by today if she'll be able to join because she does the, the Collision post show as well, of course. So, um, But for sure, it'll be at least me and Joel. And um, I'm very look- I- I'm always looking forward to the, to the big pay-per-views for, for Impact. Um, Bound for Glory looks very good on paper. The match that I'm the most looking forward to is Will Ospreay versus Speedball. Like, just the fact that this is going to be happening on – it's random. It's happening in an impact um, with Will with Will being involved, but um, yeah, I I mean that's that legitimately has potential to be like the best impact match ever. And I'm not, listen, I'm not gonna. I know we got like the the triple threat with like Samoa Joe and Danielson and AJ, and there's been like some really legendary stuff in the history of that company. But like, if these guys get time to just do what they can do, I think they're gonna just blow people's minds in this one, especially that that impact audience that maybe. I mean, I think the Impact audience probably watches everything else. Like, I don't think there's any, like, there, there's probably very few fans that are just Impact fans that, like, don't watch other wrestling shows, I would imagine. But there may not be a lot of people who see Will Ospreay that often that watch Impact, potentially. And if they see 
him versus speedball. I mean, I think people's minds are just going to be blown. Um, uh, I, I, the rascals versus, um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay also, I mean, that's a, that's say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards. As we know it, if you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill that's a badass tag team match i'm a big fan of all four of those guys i mean that's that's like basically like a a tag team x division showcase slash you know who's next up potentially for the world title like between those four guys you know they just so much talent there um as far as like predictions by the way like i'll, I'll i think the rascals are going to retain i think it's gonna be a really damn good match and i think they'll I think Osprey will go over speedball. Um, but I uh, mean, Alexander and Alex Shelley is a really great match. I mean, I think Alexander gets the title back here Um, the title. He, he never lost. And Alex Shelley's done a great job carrying that championship. Really cool seeing him get his flowers. So, I mean, that, that's the stuff that I, I'd say I'm the most looking forward to. Um, I love MK Ultra, by the way. They're like one of my favorite tag teams in the, in the world. I love Killer Kelly and Marshall Slamovich together. Them versus Deanna Praza and Tasha Steele would be a good match for the Impact Knockouts tag titles and stuff. I mean, this is this is a really damn good show um, from top to bottom. But the match I'm the most looking forward to is Speedball versus Will Ospreay. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, like it's a standout match. It's it's Mike Bailey. It's uh it's Will Ospreay. You know it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to Trinity and Mickey though. Yeah. Uh, there's a good story there. Mickey never lost the title either. She had to. It's the night of never lost the title. Uh, yeah. She had to relinquish the title due to injury. Same time as Alexander did. So I'm looking forward to her getting back in the ring uh, in this capacity in a big stage against Trinity, who has been on a roll on impact and has become the face of the knockouts division. And yeah, Josh Alexander never lost the title uh, taking on Alex Shelley, who's been a long time impact guy, uh, very much associated with impact. And I think Alexander gets the title back here as well. I think, I think Trinity ends up beating Mickey. Um, but I think Alexander gets the title from, Alex Shelley Kent is on the show as well. Kent against Chris Saban. Uh, we didn't mention well, that. I forgot but, about that for the exhibition title. Yeah, 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 that's gonna be. I completely forgot that was on the show. That's gonna be a banger too. This is a great yeah. show from top to bottom. Like, please join us on the post show. By the way, like this is gonna be a lot of fun to to, to break down afterwards on Saturday, Saturday night, right? Saturday, Saturday. Night, so, yeah, so, so, yeah. Saturday, yep. Impact Bound for Glory. Everyone can check it out. It's sold out, um, but you can watch it on on Fight. I think it's a prim, uh, streaming on Premiere Network as well. Premiere Streaming. Uh, I think they announced that. So everyone can can watch that. Go check out our interview we did with Tasha Steeles. Uh, she was on In the Weeds yesterday. Really fun interview with her. She's gonna beat up Joel Pearl. Ask Joel Pearl about mm. getting beat up by Macklin, Diana, and Tasha Steeles. Make nice. sure you mention that. Okay. Uh, okay. So, anyway. uh, yeah, Impact Bound for Glory. It's gonna be uh, I think a really really great show. Jensen, your other spotlight. <laughs> this will be a quick one. <laughs> Dylan Dennis against Logan Paul in an alleged boxing match. Yeah, so everyone knows how I feel about Logan Paul in the wrestling world. You know, I, I tongue in cheek, I troll a lot when it comes to Logan. Like people think I'm like a massive Logan Paul fan that, uh, okay. that, I'm, a, that, that I'm in the low gang, that I'm a maverick and all this stuff. You know, I'll do the, the double dab, you know, like Logan and all that stuff. Um, Full disclosure, I'm mainly trolling. Listen, I I I very much respect the athleticism that he possesses. I very much expect the uh, respect the the grind and the work ethic. 
with, I mean, how's, but there's also the side of it that I never touch on here. The, the, the NFT scams and the crypto zoos and the, the, the forest from years back on, like, listen, I'm very aware of Logan Paul's history and all and who he is outside of wrestling too. But I am very impressed with like how he does in a WWE ring. I think he's very smart at marketing himself. I think he's a very smart business person for the most part. Some of it's, you know, a bit sketchy and whatnot. I mean, he, he left, he, he moved some, like he basically moved off the grid to avoid taxes and stuff. Like I, it is what it is. Anyways. This matchup with Dylan Dennis was a complete embarrassment to everybody involved. Um, I think Dylan looked way worse than than Logan in this wow. whole thing, um, especially with the buildup, because it is pretty low blow the way that Dylan built this fight by just like roasting uh, Logan's significant other. But Logan's significant other has been with a lot of celebrities, so there's a lot of footage Has of her with other people. Uh, Anyway, I mean, you can I do your own she, research. She, she's she, Logan's not the first celebrity she's been with. But anyway, but Dylan went way too far with it. It was my point. Like he went way too far with it. And, but the problem I have with all of this is like Logan had his opportunity to beat his ass and like still didn't. And, 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 and Dylan didn't throw hardly anything. And then the fight after the fight was actually the most action that happened. And that included Dylan swinging and whiffing on a security guard, which is like, comically hilarious but so pathetic like the, the whole the whole thing was bad the whole thing was bad usually i'd come on here and like praise logan for the performance and like you know get everyone all trolled out and everything here but like i can't even really do that for this like i think in comparison i think logan came out looking like the winner and he did win the fight but like dylan danis is such a joke that guy is such a complete joke um and both guys are very similar. Both guys involved in the crypto scams and all this stuff. But just like Logan takes the high ground and, and basically says, well, I'm I'm fixing all these problems, although he hasn't. And Dylan is just like, yeah, I did it. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, there's like two terrible people who fought each other. And at the end of it, nothing really got resolved because Dylan's still talking trash. Logan still wasn't satisfied. And the fight itself was terrible. So... That's uh just want to throw that out there as a, a little topic today on the show. So people who may have missed it. And also I think KSI beat Tommy Fury in the main event. I think he got kind of screwed on the judges score card. So a lot of Fugazi stuff going on in these, uh, these uh, misfits shows. So let me defend Nina Agdell right quick. She, according to who's dated who very reliable website. She had, including Logan Paul has dated six people. She's 31. I don't feel this is outrageous. No, for... I don't think it's outrageous either. I just think that there was just enough ammo for Dylan to be able to just stretch this. You know what I mean? Like there, he had a few instances of her being with other people and then he just ran with it. But there's yeah, also got... footage. Have you seen there's videos, videos of her like saying and doing like, I don't want to get into it here on the show, but like you can, there is stuff out there that like makes her not look great. That like, I under like, it was really easy for Dylan to throw certain stuff out there and make them both look really bad. He also photoshopped a lot of stuff and it was, he, he photoshopped did. a lot he of did. stuff. But he like, also, he also put out videos that were definitely her talking on video about certain stuff too. Like, I mean, it wasn't just all, but it was a mixture of both, but it was, I said today it was all trolling. It was all stuff where like, no one really deserves that. Like I'm not, 
like if I started dating a girl right now that ha- like had a past with other people, like that's not really my business. Cause like, you know what I mean? That hell happened before I knew you. So like, I wouldn't really, so it doesn't like count a lot, in a lot of ways, in my opinion, you know, it really depends on what it is and how you look at it. But Dylan definitely went way too far. And, but then like Logan had the chance to beat his ass and didn't like it, the whole thing was just a giant miss for everybody. It's tough to beat someone's ass when they're just standing there like this. I, I completely, I completely agree. I completely agree. But like he did have some opportunities there. Logan, here's the thing. Logan just isn't a very good boxer. Like he's, he's, like he's really, he's good in comparison to other like, like uh, influencer boxers, but like in comparison to like Jake, for instance, like Jake's a way better boxer than Logan is. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I don't know. I think the whole thing was just a giant miss. And I'm the kind of person who like is the audience for this. You know what I mean? So it sucked. It sucked because Dylan Danis didn't actually want to fight as we all figured he didn't want to. Yeah. Logan went in there and he didn't really take any risk or anything. He just kind of went and punched when he needed to punch. I thought like given his opponent was a literal punching bag, I thought he looked fine, but could he have opened up a little bit more? Like probably, but he, he even said like he was, he he was worried about getting knocked out because he thought just like some type of karma was going to get him. And that's why like he didn't want to open up like it it was it sucked. And people who worked themselves into buying it are stupid. Yeah. That's my comment. All right, <laughs> let's move on. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Grizzled Young Veterans are back. They're out of their WWE contracts. They officially expired, and they are in Deadlock Pro Wrestling. They're coming to to other. I think they just got announced for Revolver as well. Um, we had Kevin Koo on In the Weeds not too long ago. He said, yeah, we want violence as forever against Grizzled Young Vets. I feel like that's uh, not too far away from happening, especially if uh, Grizzled Young Vets are in uh, Deadlock. That's where Violence Forever kind of kind of made their home. But anything standing out to you with Grizzled Young Vets? They're out of the dyad. They're out of the schism now and now they're they're back is uh james drake zach, zach gibson working the indies yeah with war horseman right yeah they worked so, with the uh, horseman yeah i mean that's that's huge for war horseman too being that return match to the to the indie scene it's good that those guys are finally free because like they've been reported for like a while that they wanted out from WWE, right and they they wanted out i believe in like april they said they asked for their releases and again their contracts expired in october it was this month and then um they weren't part there's a lot of confusion of like oh were they part of the the latest round of releases that happened in september no they i mean maybe but it's like it's one of those things their contracts were up anyway so they didn't have the 30 or 90 day non-compete clause it's their contract was up at that time so that allows them to be free right so that's cool that they jumped right back in though it's like they took no time off they're just you know out of their contracts right back into the scene against in my opinion i mean the war horsemen along with vif are like they're like the best tag teams outside of I mean, it's hard because like War Horsemen are in Ring of Honor and like AW like technically now, but you still don't see them doing a whole lot as a tag team still on like AW TV. But they should be, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's good to see. I mean, I've always liked those guys, like Grizzled Young Vets. I remember, um, I think it was James Drake was in the tournament for the title. I don't think Gibson was, but I remember a lot of those guys when they had like that initial tournament that Tyler Bate won, a lot of them wound up sticking around and having pretty good runs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're actually, I think they're both were in that tournament. Now that I think about it, but they weren't a tag team. At least it wasn't a tag team tournament. 
But um, but yeah, I didn't know. I didn't see much of them as the dyad, to be completely honest. Like I saw just like clips of them with like Joe Gacy and stuff. But um, I'm not really surprised either that they wanted out because it kind of seemed like there's, you know, there's probably more they could have been doing. Um, and they and they can also you know they get to leave WWE and then try to build their value back up. But there's a lot of people who do that too. They you know it doesn't mean they don't want to come back to WWE one day maybe with like higher names or like more money or whatever. Or maybe they want a shot in another company or something. I mean. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that they they got out and they jumped right back into the the deep end of the the indie scene. I think you'll see them a lot around the independent scene moving forward. I know a lot of people want to be like, "Oh, go to AEW type of thing." I think they're going to largely work indies, and then I think they're going to head over to the UK. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see. It. They kind of teased appearing at Royal Quest, which didn't end up happening, um, but I could see them showing up at, at like a Rev Pro show um maybe they get a one-off in aw or something like that but i think they're going to largely be kind of independent guys and work matches that they want to work before tying themselves back down to any type of uh contract i guess they'd be great in aw i don't know where they fit in aw right now is, is the the only thing um is yeah. the, the tag team division in aw kind of is what it is at the the moment so they're, they're just kind of in Love Ricky Starks and Big Bill, they are a thrown together tag team. Um, and otherwise, even before that, FTR was just doing open challenges to do open challenges. Uh, the Bucks are now in trio stuff, like the acclaimed are in trio stuff. There's just there's not a whole lot of tag teams there right now. And I don't know the the importance on tag team division, uh, tag team wrestling for AEW right now. So I don't know if they're gonna go there. I an impact run. Impact's got this big UK tour coming up uh, at the end of the month. You know, maybe they they pop up as, as part of that. Uh we shall see. But I think you'll see a lot of indie indie stuff from them uh for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're a great team. Uh the other indie spotlight, Starboy Charlie winning the West Coast Pro Championship from Titus Alexander. This happened at uh, West Coast Pro 5. Nitsen, what you, would you make of Starboy Charlie getting this belt? Yeah, good stuff. If y'all want to watch this match, you can check it out over on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, use code Fight Talk if you don't mind. Um, really great match. Great moment for Starboy Charlie. Love the finish as well. Um, there was like multiple times where Charlie got him into his cross face and it looked like Titus was going to tap out, but like he didn't. And right at the end of the match, like Starboy with a gotch style pile driver to count charlie or uh titus kicks out and on the kick out starboy like like chain chained it like right into another cross face and titus eventually had to tap and uh starboy charlie's a guy who means a lot to west coast pro massive shout out obviously to titus alexander he had a long title run did a great job with that belt and it's only going to be bigger and better things for him going forward like titus I legitimately think has the potential to be one of the biggest stars in all of professional wrestling. It's just going to be a matter of like timing and where he winds up eventually, but the talents there and the youth is there and the, the innovativeness is there. And like the guy, the guys can't miss in my opinion, one of the best out there Um, in Starboy beating him. Like, you know, the title is prestigious because of, you know, the lineage of that championship and how great uh, uh, Titus's run with it was just now. Starboy's a, a a staple of that company. He's there uh, as a regular, so like you know that title's going to get defended often at West Coast Pro shows. Um, and I feel happy for Starboy because he's a guy who like you know he came into the into the business as a teenager. He's still probably maybe around twenty years old, but he came into it really young, really successful, really quickly. And if people remember kind of the trajectory, like 
he was he had a really he had a bad injury that had him out for like a year a couple years ago and when he came back the big story and team and everything he built was with Chris Dickinson and Chris Dickinson, some stuff happened and he is no longer involved in the companies that Starboy. So like my, my point in bringing that up is Starboy without his, to, to not to his own fault, had a lot of like really bad luck happen in his career. Where like bad injuries, bad timing with big storylines and teams and stuff that he just, just got pulled away from him immediately. And it's just like, and to see him now where he's at, like West Coast Pro Champion, he's killing it in GCW whenever he's involved there again too. Like really everywhere Starboy's at, he's doing well. And um, he's kind of a story like perseverance. Like even though you're young and like you dealt with some serious injuries, you you your tag team partner is is not involved anymore because of stupid stuff that they did that you had nothing to do with. Like you, you almost kind of got like he didn't get punished for that, but in a way he did, right? Like a big push gets taken away, a big story gets taken away, a big tag team gets taken away, all these plans get taken away. And Starboy is back on top. And I I uh I love to see it. He's got a ton of talent, he seems like a great kid, and uh I think he's gonna represent West Coast Pro Championship Wrestling very well. West Coast Pro is doing uh, really good stuff as well. Chris Hero announced he's coming back. He's going to face um, uh, Timothy Thatcher at uh, one of their upcoming events. So yeah, West Coast Pro is yeah, doing some some really good stuff. Good to see Starboy uh, win the title against Titus. Everyone go check that out, that match, uh, IWTV. And you know, Starboy was on AEW a while back and wearing the suspenders. And people are like, who is this guy? Like, He finds ways to stand out. Man, uh, I don't know. His size might hold him back a little bit, but he's certainly a good enough professional wrestler to where he should, you know, be in one of these spots. I, I, I will do a big ROH rant at, at a later date of like I feel like ROH should be utilizing a lot of these top indie guys as like kind of their main state guys, and Starboy and Titus would be two of the guys I'd have in that spot. But ROH is doing what they're doing right now. All right, Jensen, I know you got to run. Let everybody know where they yep. find you at. Yes, yeah, got to go clocking for the shoot job. Um, please make sure to follow me on X or Twitter. Jeremy has my handle on his screen. So uh, it's at fight talk underscore. Um, you can use code fight talk and independent wrestling.tv. Just use uh, the word fight talk, just no space, just all is one word fight talk. Um, listen to the Fightful Select Weekend or podcast. That's uh, usually on Sundays, sometimes on Mondays. Um, and that's mainly covering, covering the world of independent professional wrestling. Uh, so yeah, check that out over at FightfulSelect.com. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go clock in for my job and hopefully have a chill Thursday, watch some football later tonight. And uh, good seeing you, Jeremy. Good seeing the chat. I hope you all have a great day and enjoy this interview with the returning John Mosley, aka Mose. Uh, here you're about to hear uh, our spotlight creator, uh, creator spotlight interview. So I appreciate it as always, Jensen. Enjoy your day. Football tonight. Who could possibly care? The, the Colorado Avalanche are playing tonight. That's what everybody wants yeah. to watch. Um, See y'all. Bye, buddy. All right. Let's get into our Creator Spotlights interview with the great Moe's. Everyone's seen him on the show before. I believe he's he's been like a six-time guest on the show. We just like chopping up with Moe's uh, anytime we can. So Moe's was kind enough to, to speak with us last night. Um, we just got into a bunch of different bunch of different topics including you know drinking a lot of natty lights uh they, this pro- local promotion in tennessee that is that's doing like shoot promos on each other uh calling a main event that was brizongo against matt cross and penta el zarameto 
that was a, a main event match at a recent NGW event that Mo's on the call for working GCW, things like that. Just, just various road stories, Darren McCarty, um, you know, working with him, things like that. So I just, various topics with, with Mo's. We have Mo's on and we just basically banter. And that's what it is. There, it's a, it's a bullshit banter session because Mo's is uh, big friends with, with Jensen, longtime friends with Jensen. And I've gotten to know him a, a lot over the years since we've done this show since year, last year and a half or so. So Mo's is a very easy guest to, to talk to, very fun to talk to, always just, you know, just hanging out, just, just like talking with one of your friends. So uh again mo's kobk check him out the the link is below you can follow him on on social media if you would like to do that here we go creator spotlight with a commentator announcer promoter sometimes wrestler not really driver mo's welcome to creator spotlight here on the spotlight i am steven jensen joined as always by jeremy lambert and our guest today is a returning guest. How, I don't even know how many times this is now. Like we've six. lost count at this point. Yeah, we've he's, he's honorary spotlight member at, at this point. It's it's him and SP3. They're they're just the honorary Moses honorary guest right now. SP3 is a co-host, but Moses okay. honorary guest. Sick. Yes, yes. So we do have Jump and Johnny Mosley returning returning to the show, aka Mos, aka man of a lot of names and aliases. A lot of there's a lot of hats in the world of of wrestling a commentator a promoter um a ring announcer really really does it all this stuff behind the scenes uh you may even know him as justin i mean you know he's no. got a, a lot of, a lot of a lot of aliases out there um those how you doing man thank you very much for joining the show again dude yeah happy as always to hang out with you guys good man been uh been going um running a lot the last couple weeks so feeling good feeling tired but uh Got a couple more weekends coming up, and then uh, and then it kind of it kind of eases up November December. Nice. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to see you in uh, person for the first time in a while, man. I'll be at GCW in Atlanta here on November fourth. So center stage, yeah. always a great time. Um, last time I was at that show, I never know where they're gonna like put me at. Like when I'm there, I just like try to get in, and it's like whatever seats you can give me, like I'll take anything. And the last time I I, I get there. I sit down. It was like the best seats ever. I turn to my left and you're literally next to me. And I was like, Oh dude, Moses right here. This is perfect. And I like, you're the first person I saw when I got in the building. Um, so I can't wait, man. I love center stage. I love GCW. And, uh, um, I, am sure you're excited, but more, even more so than that, just like your overall experience, just like with GCW, you know, doing a lot of shows at this point with them. Yeah, man, that was, that was the goal. It's always right in this, in this business. It's always like the next goal. That was the goal I gave up on. Um, probably, I don't know, like a year and a half or something. I just, I just felt like I never, I'm not going to, you know, get, get over that hump, right? There's a lot of commentators. There's a lot of people that are in group chats that I'm just, I'm not in. And the politics of it or something that, um, I want my work and my talent if you want to call it that, I want that to be enough. Right. So like, I'm not the best, I wear a lot of hats, but I'm not the best politicker. Uh, uh, I'm just not, I'm never going to be. So it is that when I finally, and I got to, I always got to shout out Billy Starks, kick-ass Rebecca, uh, mouse, the BS to be, they, they really, they really helped make that happen in a big way. Um, but thankfully, uh, I, I'm pretty good at it. Dave Prazak liked me, Brett Lauderdale liked what I did. Um, and yeah, I think I'm at, I don't know, seven or eight states. And then as, as you mentioned, bro, it's like center stage is always my favorite 
like favorite show to be a part of like the history of that building. Like you, you know, we get to see people like my Atlanta peeps and Georgia peeps that I may not get to see at action. You know, I'm definitely going to see them at GCW. So it is, it's always special um, to be, to be in that building. So yeah, calling some action uh, and knowing I'll get to see you maybe a little inebriated and having a good time. It's always nice. Dude. It's, it's such a fun atmosphere. Like I, uh, I'm trying not to like, pull the curtain back too much on anything but like i think it's funny that like um just for instance i told this story before but just for instance um this is how cool of an environment just like a gcw show is for anyone who hasn't gone especially at center stage so there's a parking garage that's like attached to the building and after the show i like the wrestlers are just like hanging out there you know doing whatever and you'll see them directing traffic like nick gage will be like helping people like get out of the parking garage like they'll be like you know all the cars lining up and they'll be like high-fiving fans on the way out and stuff and it's like you can like say what's up to your favorite wrestlers on the way out of the parking lot like it's just like a cool experience and uh yeah it's uh i've had i've i got really i've got some really good memories uh there it's some bad ones actually to be honest but like mostly <laughs> mostly really good ones so yeah same same it's always, always bad memories now same no <laughs> we'll have to wait for the book yeah no. yeah to wait for the book <laughs> yeah well yeah but but it's uh it's it's a it's a really fun time and uh and yeah those are those are special shows and Very. yeah yeah i'm looking forward to seeing you again is Haley gonna be there again it was good seeing her i got to see her for the first time forever last time also. i i know man yeah the infamous you never know with Haley. Haley, if i'm at a show She's probably there. Now, the bad news about center stage, and, and I'm happy you got to see her, my man, because the hotel we stay in, the, the first time GCW booked me for there, they put us up in this nice, it's like right next door. I don't know the name of the hotel, the hotel, but it's like right there next to center stage. It's like super nice, super classy. You got a valet and all that, right? So quick story. The first time we stayed there, it was uh, it was that weekend where they did Carolina, right at the Carolina, I think on Friday, Drove to Atlanta, did Atlanta Center Stage Saturday. So the uh, the the Carolina show, the main event, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Colby Carino and Cole Raderick in like a death match. I'm pretty sure that was the main. I could be wrong, but it was definitely uh, it was definitely ratty a death match. So we're in this nice you know a nice hotel. It's me, Haley, Brett Eisen, Max Recon. Shout out Max Recon, uh, and and Cole Raderick. I think maybe Sean Campbell. Like we had a crew that time, but it was like. You know, big size hotel room. It was really nice, but uh, again, shout out, shout out Cole Raderick. He didn't want to bleed on the uh, on the bed, so uh, you had the main event man, Cole Raderick, taking one for the team. He didn't want to. He said, "I, I just." We're all like, you know, just Cole, just lay down, man. You're ble like you just had a hell of a match. You've been in the car for five just lay down. And I'll never forget Cole's wrapped himself in a hoodie and he's laying on the floor and he's like, "Guys, that just that bed's too nice. I don't want to get blood on it." So. <laughs> Cole Raderick slept on the floor, and I ended up. Me and Haley got the, got the bed that we were gonna give Cole. Um, but that hotel again is right there, so Haley's usually like, "I'm gonna go chill. I'll get food. You know, like I'm not gonna be at the venue." But she had a she had a blast seeing you. Um, uh, Steph Delander has been announced for that show, and that's the goal for me now. Like with sdl so you should see her jensen you should like we should be able to get her there if sdl's there she she's out injured 
right now. Um, She's. I know, I assume, they announced her and Jimmy, I think. So I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're going to do. But with Jimmy Lloyd and SDL, who knows? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully she'll be back. Yeah, she got injured on the Australian tour. Matt Cardona. Yeah. Yep. That was aim. wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that ain't Matt Cardona out there. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> you posted a few things about this on your socials. We were talking a little bit uh, uh, off air about it, but the the NGW event that had Rizongo Rizongo against Matt Cross and Penta El Zaramedo. What a duo that is, by the way, Matt Cross and Penta uh, against Rizongo. What what was this show like? What was that main event like? Uh, NGW, for those that don't know, it's a, it's basically a super indie. Like it's weird saying that for, you know, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, obviously the history in Knoxville, uh it's there's so much right for wrestling but it's it's this awesome promotion that when i first uh when i first graduated college uh back in 2017 i went as a fan you know i went as a fan to see it was cody rhodes versus matt cross uh, cody rhodes steven jensen there you go, said his name uh <laughs> i met cody rhodes that day that was when he was doing like the bullet club stuff in new japan I know Jensen will probably remember anyone else. They did that really funny press conference kind of early in that run um, for New Japan, and it was just hilarious. And I talked to Cody about it. Like, it was just cool, right, just chit-chatting with him. Um, and over the years, it just kind of worked, man. That was a goal, right, to work in GW because these shows. And they had uh, COVID hit, and they had their uh, their announced team kind of, you know, take a break and, and, and all that, which respect. So I, I looked into it in a way, just uh, they needed a commentator and they thought of me. Um, so now they have these shows, right, where you're going to have, you're going to get local guys, right? You're getting like Caden Sade and, you know, you'll see Mike Cobb and Kenji Bree and these guys that, you know, you'll see like in, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, Carolina shows. But then you're also getting, like you said, you're getting Matt Cross, you're getting Penta, you're getting... Like, you know, the first, uh, our last show before this one, uh, the one we're talking about, which was last weekend, um, you know, Breeze's debut, he wins the title. It was, it was Breeze versus Matt Cross. And so there's all these crazy matchups, right? And, uh, and that was a weird day because it was, ended up being Son of Havoc for the majority of that match. It was Son of Havoc and Penta uh, versus uh, Dirty Breeze. I don't know, we were trying not to get sued, I think. So we called him Dirty Breeze. Uh, it was weird, man. It's always the wildest because, again, like, Matt Cross is such a nice guy. He remembers, like, it's weird that Matt Cross remembers me. And, like, you know, you've got Facade and Danny Moe and just a great locker room. The Natterday Saint, shout out Brad. Uh, Bradley Prescott the fourth, Adam Slade, who might be the tag champs of NGW, depending on who you talk to. Don't Google it. Um, so it is, it's a, it's always a fun, man. It's such a fun place. And then, uh, and we, they just opened like, so, uh, they just opened a bar one, like one door down from the locker room. So Brad's like, Hey man, let's go to this bar. And it's like a pour your own, you know, one of those. So me and Bradley Prescott are just, you know, having some beers after the show and like, like it is, man. It's just a really cool, really cool vibe. We don't run a lot, uh, NGW, they never run during the cold seasons. They don't, you know, they don't want, um, or the cold months, I should say, they don't, they don't want to, you know, risk fans and, and, and the talent, you know, with bad weather. So they don't run a, a ton of shows a year, around four or five at most. But yeah, anyone, you know, the next time they announce, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know yet. They, it's, it's the cold months, as I said. So I would assume our next one may not be until maybe like March, April, it'll be a minute. 
but yeah, if you can get to Knoxville um, for NGW, man, do it because you just never know. We've had Eric Bischoff there in the last year. We've had, um, I'm trying to think of just all the names we've seen. I mean, in recent years, they've had Ultimo Dragon. I was, was about there. to say, Ultimo Dragon yeah. was the one I was thinking. There, yep. I remember Ultimo Dragon ran against a SUP show one time because yes. I, I remember like yes. having to make the decision of going to NGW or going to SUP one time. It was specifically because Ultimo Dragon was on that show. I went to SUP because I was too loyal, but I remember some of like the SUP regulars not being there and me seeing them at the next SUP show and they were like, man, I had to go to the Ultimo Dragon show. <laughs> yeah, they had Ultimo, they've had uh, Tajiri. I mean, they do so yeah, yeah yeah you never know what you're gonna get shout out ng dub um very they take care of I mean, me like i'm just a commentator right and they they go out of their way for me and man i've worked for places for years right that still don't really you know make me you know you're not really a part of the team per se but but yeah ngw uh just i can't say enough about that crew and and yeah that that we go it's on high spots like anyone i know um high spots uh they don't you know may not have a ton of uh, of up-to-date talent uh, of up-to-date shows you know if you're on high spots right now you're probably doing shoot interviews and this and that which they have a lot of great great content but go back you know high spots is worth uh whatever they're uh, 9.99 whatever it is a month or two to go back and just watch these ngw shows man because they're nuts ngw came in i that's what like breeze returned yep. to wrestling at. It was. And i was very yeah i was very surprised i was like Wait, Breeze is back, and then it happened to be everyone sees the thumbs up bubble that just what like popped that? up on my screen. Oh, I can do. Oh, look at this gimmick. No, watch. Hold on. What is this? Yeah, if you have like a Mac, see, I can do <gasps> fireworks. What? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> I do balloons. Hold on, see if the balloons work. You guys gotta, you gotta watch in the weeds, Jensen. This is an in the weeds bit right here. Yeah, Jensen, yeah. what are you doing? I'm working, <laughs> working a shoot job. That's what I'm. That's what I'm busy doing. This is. I mean, this is down awesome. Yeah, the yeah. thumbs down doesn't always work, but the heart will work sometimes. Right, let's see. Uh, I believe well, yeah. fantastic. Yes, I mean, yes. So we did. There he goes. The heart. Oh, right there. Um, that's cool. <laughs> Wizard. We yeah, yeah. We discovered this. And this has become a whole thing on on in the weeds. So sometimes when I do the thumbs up, the the little bubble will pop up, uh, and it'll. There you go, everyone. <laughs> I forgot I mean, how we oh, go down a whole rabbit hole, rabbit hole, yeah. augmented reality, and like, my <laughs> thoughts on that in the future, and integrating that with you know everyday world. I mean, that's just part of it. With like seamlessly, I okay. I don't even want to go down that 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 right now. But yeah. Anyway, we need to. I want to do like custom subject. ones. Same. I want to do like custom ones. Like if I hold up like crotch one, I need ones. like a Roman Reigns to like pop up. Oh yeah, Ooh. crotch shop would be good. Yeah, Very I want to do like custom ones, but. It won't let me. Cody's uh, fireworks go off behind me. Yeah, fireworks go off. No, oh. not doing that at all. Oh, that'd no. be so sick. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I like him. You do this and it goes black and white. So you do like an NWO promo. Like a, those old <laughs> That's good. Vignettes. I do like that one. Yeah. They're going like to take that one. one from you, Jensen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Hey, um, you mentioned uh, BP4. How many natties do you think he can legitimately drink in like, in like I don't know, without... Within within the time he he's awake to the time he goes to sleep, brother. He, like how many total do you think? The uh, I mean, whatever number I give you, I feel like I'm gonna undercut him. Is the thing like <laughs> right now? Bradley Prescott the fourth is an animal who just wants to drink and he wants to gamble a lot of like high amounts of money. I mean, me and this guy get talking about our part. Like I don't talk about my gambling with anybody, but like. 
Bradley Prescott, the fourth is in those back rooms in Vegas, like just throwing money around, bro. So like, I'm going to say we're talking natty lights. He's probably going to put down a whole case. I mean, for sure, a whole case by himself, probably more like it. He doesn't play around. I mean, it like the, I said, the, the pour your own beer thing, it did not take long for Brad to hit the limit, whatever the limit was of like, okay, you've had enough for a minute. Brad was there and he was like, I'm fine. This is outrageous. <laughs> BP yeah. 24. I, <laughs> I very much respect that entire I answer. I, um, I love him so much. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I can't. Yeah. Uh, all right. What, what are you drinking? Mo's you guys with your, your beers. I can't do it. I can't. I know, man. I, so I used to be, I was in a fraternity uh, in college. So my early twenties, it was like, I mean, it was still reserved. It was, you know, it was natty. It was King Cobra. It was, it was, you know, we're just drinking now. I'm 33. Like I am like, what did I drink? We were in Michigan. Uh, you know, we went up for the Notre Dame USC game. I've been drinking cider, bro. I've been drinking nice apple ciders. You know, I got a caramel apple cider. Um, I, I, I can drink some whiskey. I mean, these, I can drink whatever you, again, still reserved. You know what I mean? Like I drink that. That was my training wheel drink. I could drink whatever. I'm just not a big drinker anymore. I just, I feel like I'll get like, if I'm at a show, right. If we're like, you know, center stage, I'm gonna have a few drinks. Right. But if we're at home, man, if I have a couple, I'm just tired. I'm just, I want to go to bed and like, <laughs> um, but yeah, in my fridge right now, I'd say we've got some, we've got some ciders. I brought some ciders back from Michigan. Um, and I've got, Haley's a big gin drinker. When she does want to drink, she, we got some gin, but we're just not very, uh, not very drinkers unless we're, you know, at the bar or kind of on the road celebrating. We're all washed. We're for the Brad. If I'm with, yeah, that's, if I'm with Brad, <laughs> I have to drink, but if I'm at, like right now, if I'm drinking a little bit, talking to you guys, I'm, I'm ready for a shower and we're just going to call this a day. <laughs> <laughs> Water, everybody. Everybody drink yes. water and stay hydrated. There you go. I like I like Prime a little bit. I, I don't talk about it a lot because I know like the pulp, but I, I like Prime. I drink it. I like the flavors. I'm here for it. Okay. You're gonna get you're gonna get Jensen. Go ahead, I'm, Jensen. I'm sorry, I do. Okay. So I have not tried it yet, but I've heard it's fantastic. I even saw um Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, who I very much respect. I saw him yeah. do kind of somewhat of a blind taste test on the spot. Um for it and he gave it really high ratings which brings me to my next point okay so logan paul versus dylan danis uh. all right <laughs> so logan got the w how did you feel yeah. about that whole thing because by the time people see this interview me and jeremy will have talked about it as one of our topics <laughs> for the show so like okay. um people will hear more of my thoughts about it but how did you feel about um the fight itself the build-up the trolling you know really whatever you want to say about it then like you know kind of the fight after the fight and kind of just the whole experience uh i was hoping mike perry would fight somebody that was my <laughs> that was what i was hoping i was hoping mike perry if mike perry just fought himself even i would have enjoyed that more um i don't know man it's kind of like it, it's it's what I expected, I guess. Like, you know, when you have these kind of, these kind of fights, uh, and as you know, you both of them, especially Jensen, like I, I've grew up a big boxing and MMA fan. Like I've, you know, I, I've definitely seen, uh, 
I don't know what you would call it, how things have changed. So I know the trolling and all that's a part of the game, but this one just didn't do – and I get behind some trolling. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a hater. Uh, I, I I love being petty at times. It's it's fantastic. Um, but I just didn't – I just felt like that was the game, right? The game wasn't about the fight. Like, it was the buildup, and now that we're here, it felt like, oh, okay, well, um, well now what? Because it's – it just it was this thing you know what i mean it was just like and eh, like it, it reminded me so local wrestling there's a local fed that i used to work for i still go and hang out but like they're kind of doing the same thing right now and it's like it's a shoot like i'm not even lying to you these guys are on facebook saying just awful terrible things about it. and they mean it like which, which and it's company? really weird uh, it's resolute um, oh yeah yeah i, I, yeah, I remember, yeah, you, know, I remember yeah, you, you almost yeah. yeah you almost came down and did some calm with me there yeah so yeah. uh They got a, their big show, their big Halloween show next Friday, um, Crossville, Tennessee. Bro, they're, they're like, they're hating. Like, there is just so much hate between these two guys, and it's it's all real. Like, like I'll tell you, like there is a eight-and-a-half-minute uh, shoot promo, however you want to call it. Eight-and-a-half minutes, guys. Eight-and-a-half, almost nine minutes, this guy is just hating. Like, <laughs> on the dude's mother, on his girlfriend, on him, like, every, like... And I'm like on Facebook. Yeah, like, I'll send they you put the on link, Facebook. Bro. Like they yeah, wow, it's bro. so it's so personal. Dude. Like I'll make sure their family sees it. <laughs> yeah, their they're and they're tagging each other. So like from the fans' perspective, you know, like this is a great and it is. It's a great build. But like again, the behind the scenes, like I can tell you for a fact, like the messages have been sent, and like people aren't happy. And I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. I gotta like I'm on the road all next weekend, but I will be there on Friday just to see. Cause they are like, it's one thing to say stuff about you and your and your girlfriend. It's another thing to say it and literally tag your your government name on Facebook, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. In your gimmick, right? It's an eight like I didn't afford to mention that. In his gimmick, like mask, full gimmick, eight and a half, nine minute shoot, like just unloading. Dude, it's wild. That's incredible. It reminded me of that fight. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> right. That's like great. we've kind of we've emptied the we've emptied kind of the like the that match isn't for another week. Like, what are we gonna do now? Like, we've we're ready for the match now. We got to wait ten days, uh, nine days, whatever it is. Like, brother, we we don't. What are we doing when it comes? We better. I mean, I better see. Like, I want to see a fist fight. Like, we got to see. Just hard way. Everything hard way in that match now. Because, like, I can tell you, one of these guys, I think every day he's going to post a promo, and the locals are rambunctious right now. Oh, I love knowing that. So, like, the locals are, like, they're all in. So, this is going to be, like, a, like a packed house. What, what's Dude. a packed house? Like, as far as, like, like, like amount of fans you think are going to be witnessing this live? It's a night. It's it's a cool venue. Like, uh, they uh, anyone in wrestling knows – half the battles of venue and resolute Caleb got very lucky. Uh, it's, it's a little venue. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, he can fit like we're talking like standing room only, bro. He could fit like 150 people in there. Probably like that. give or I take, that. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, dude, yeah. Local, like uh, local build, like get like a hundred or so people in there that are all invested in it. Everyone has to be yes. standing up on the ring. I love that. Like that's, like that's that's very sub ish. Like that's very much my like I 
I'll take that over like some giant arena like all day. So it it's gonna be again. We got to get there. Like I, I we got another week to get, to keep everybody like invested and in, 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 we just but they are man like i'm not lying i can't remember the last time bro we're getting like these guys are getting like 50 60 comments you know what i mean on their like eight minute video and it's you gotta send me this what can i say we, we need to link this to like the video or so can we do that jeremy can we put i'm like, looking the, like i'm a, looking this up right yeah. now yeah i, mean, I guess on link. the content of it like i but like i mean if I'm I'm very interested now because I mean we could we can kind of help build this build this match maybe, for, <laughs> dude. I think wait, I'm gonna say I'll send it. To, I think me and are me and Jensen are we Facebook friends? I think so. I, I'm I never on use Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, I'm not on Facebook at all. Uh, so I went to their videos. Okay, it's not under videos. Uh, I'm looking under posts. me and Jensen. I'm gonna send it to Jensen right now. Okay. Because right. I literally I, I I dropped it in the KOBK chat last oh, night. I just had wonderful. to see what the boys thought about it. Oh man! Yeah, so, you're right though, and it's also too right. Small town. What do I always say? Wrestling's more real the smaller the town. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a small southern town, baby. This is like they don't. This is real as it gets right now. I love that. Uh, they're <laughs> just talking about people. They everyone has slept with everybody, and yeah. uh, yes. This is, good. Dude, this is this sounds right up your alley, Jeremy. Like your reality TV. So world so look. Crossing over. Yes, reality <laughs> TV world. I, I'm all for it. The the Dylan Dennis and people have at this point heard me say this. The the Dennis stuff is like at first when he's doing this stuff, it's like kind of funny. Like oh, okay, he's building the fight. But then like the more you do it and the more you do it, it it becomes a little like turn off for me. It's like uh-huh. really you don't have any better material. Hey, you know, yep. be, being a big wife guy, like hearing somebody attack a, a fiance or significant other like that it's like oh that's that's a little much kind of kind of thing there especially yep. when you do it so much and then you get to the damn fight and you land nine punches like i you, if you're gonna talk all of that you gotta you gotta throw something here so that's right i, I, t- my, my I totally agree totally could not agree more i'm watching this video oh, right now by the I'm way I'll, I'll, finish, to him, bro. I'll finish it after the yeah this you got is, this was like you gold. got you're gonna need time you're gonna need time because like jeremy said it literally is like you're sleeping with everybody's wife and it's it's bro it is it's messy, it's bro, messy. a lot of a lot of comments people look invested Hella comments this is... we gotta think too man it's small like small town so like a lot of these people know these dudes in real life too so it's that weird blend of like it's it's just a weird energy when we're talking like like you mentioned the sup stuff right like it is like that but the thing about the sup crowd is that was a very that mix of smart fans smart wrestling fans with those people that kind of just show up and they're like Oh, this is not a mimosa day. What is there's rest? What okay? Yeah. And it's that weird, cool mix, right? This is that where it's like, it's like Hatfields and McCoys almost like that's my cousin. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing tied up in everything else with wrestling. There's 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 nothing like it. Like I don't know if it's good or bad, but there's nothing like it. So does like the it's whole town, for instance, like know who cousin Condry is? Like under the mask? Oh yeah. Like they all. I mean, he's. So Conjury's definitely kind of up near more national area, but like it's him and Draven. Draven Lee, cousin Conjury, they're two workers. And yeah, 
It is. It's Draven is a very well-known local. Like he, you know, he's done a local circuit for years. I'm, I met him at Resolute years ago. He's, <gasps> they both have worked, you know, yeah, that's Draven. Yeah. They've both worked like Nashville area, Tullahoma, you know, so they are, they're both like people know them in real life and wrestling life. And it's that thing as a fan, right. Where we kind of all feel like we know somebody even when we don't. So it's really weird when you're like, I see him at the sit go and I go see him wrestle. So I think like it's just a weird dynamic with small town wrestling that like, again, it is nothing like I can't even, I can't even tell you guys the DMS. I've got the phone calls I've gotten <laughs> today about this match. And they're like, people are like, is this like, how much of that? Like, do you know these guys? Is this, and I'm like, bro, every word they're saying they mean, like I can, I can confirm that bro. this ain't, yeah, that's Condry because of Condry there, bro. It's, it's, this is it's good. got the people talking. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> this is like Caleb, this is gonna be uh, the Caleb other spotlight, it. like in a yes. couple weeks, like on our <laughs> yeah. show. Like, this like I, I look forward to come back the next time and us just dissect this match, and I can tell you what because I'm gonna be there. Uh, I will for sure be there early. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see how this unfolds. Um, I have so many questions. You know what I mean? And I know like, I've seen it unfold, and I have questions. This is straight out of uh, I'm sure you guys have seen the the South Park wrestling episode yes. where you know Absolutely. it's just the the oh, theater yeah. stuff of like you got you got my girlfriend pregnant and then they're just drawn in off of the promos and you know they got the the animated Vince McMahon and everything there it's exactly like it's exactly right <laughs> I love you how know? in that episode like Edge like and John Cena they hit the ropes and they're like whoa <laughs> <laughs> they come back like they, they they try to make it look so funny but like. Oh man, that was that was such a great episode. I remember it called WTF. That's yeah, WTF, classic. So good. This is how you're gonna draw in the locals. You gotta you gotta get the local hey. the local storyline going there. And they they got it going. That's the weekend. I'll have I'll be there Friday hanging out, and then Saturday 28th we're having a bit our big Halloween show at TWE TWE. Uh, and then very excited. I know I know we uh, got a little bit of time left, but very excited. October 29th, H2O debut for me, bro. The first time I'm getting a call, a deathmatch tournament. Uh, first time I've worked at H2O before, but that was for GCW Settlement Series. And I called, um, I hate that I can't remember. It's been a couple years, but they have kind of like a next up, like an action next up, H2O. They have, you know, their next their next crew, like our, our stars kind of being made kind of show. And I got to call a couple of matches there. Shout out Matt Tremont. So, yeah, for me, like that that weekend's very big, and then as Jensen said, leading in the next Saturday is uh, is that GCW show. So, you know, within a week, I'm gonna get to work up in Jersey for Matt, and then get to kick it with you and and, uh, and GCW uh, at Center Stage. So that for me, like twenty twenty three, like bookings have I had way more bookings last year, um, but I've made more money this year thanks to wrestling. I've I think I'm having more fun this year because I've let go of a lot of the, um, the why not me, right? Like we all feel that I think, you know, like, but it's been a lot of that for me the last year or two of just trying to grind and do the right thing. And, and you see these, you know, like, why not me? Why, why have I not kind of gotten that kind of shot? So 2023 has been really, 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 really cool. Um, to, to kind of knock these things off and, and do well in those positions. Cause man, like, as you guys know, 
you know, you could do a good job and people are going to hate on you. So you do a bad job. They're really going to hate on you. Um, so yeah, just very thankful for the, you're thankful for you guys. And, and just kind of everybody who's everyone that's ever said my name or anything. Like I can't tell you how much I appreciate it for real. Oh, for sure, man. Like, I'm glad to hear that you're going to be doing stuff with H2O. Um, cause I remember, um, that tournament you're talking about, like the, like the, kind of like the futures that like they're talking about. I, yeah, I don't remember if like I don't remember if Austin Luke won it last time, but I remember that tournament. I know Austin Luke is like one of their main yeah, guys Austin, now. Such so, a good, such a good dude, Austin Luke. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I, I like what they're doing in H2O a lot. Um, oh, bro, so much talent, right? I mean, the like guys that are so young right now and so good. Um, and I think it's something we were saying at TWE. Uh, you know, I want to shout them out right now. It's, it's been a great year for TWE, but H2O is that same way, right? Of hungry young talent but guys like austin luke guys like you know dylan mckay and of course marcus mathers who you know you've heard so much about the last couple of years these young talents that are that are here now but you know like in another couple of years they're really going to be talked about well people might not even know like matt tremont's the one behind that company so like right there is like a huge you know what I mean? Yes. Like right there alone is like like a stamp of approval, like that you're like Tremont trained and like because Marcus Mathers oh, yeah. is a guy who like I, I mean I love wasted youth. I love I love everyone he just mentioned. There's so much young talent there, but like Mathers especially felt like he just like hit the scene and like really like everyone kind of knew about him. It felt like almost immediately, um, and really started popping up everywhere. And uh, yeah, him and him and McKay are, are like still kind of. I wish there were. I wish we got more of them in GCW. Like they pop up occasionally, yeah. but like if if they were just seen, that's you can say that about so many teams, obviously. But they're a team that really like if they were just seen by more eyes, I just feel like they're like can't miss everywhere. And you're and you're saying Marcus. I know he's got a big match with Price coming up, Alec Price. Uh, so yeah, like you said, man, you've really seen Marcus the last couple years. Um, really, and you feel it now, like really kind of hit that stride. And I think Austin's that same way that maybe like maybe by the summer or, you know what I mean? Like the next few months, I think more and more promotions. I mean, I know for KOBK, um, we had venue issues, um, for, you know, my plan, right. We're, we're going to bring down an H2O car. Like that's been our, our goal. And like from the jump, honestly, you know, we want to bring down Matt and, and these guys. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I can say for us, like for 2024, you know, KOBK shows, we're going to try to get these guys down. Um, so hopefully, you know, you'll be seeing, I have the opportunity to see a lot of these guys down South a little more. Yeah. I like the oh. idea of that. I want to ask you about your, your friendship with Darren McCarty. Cause you, you tweeted that yeah. you were like best friends with Darren McCarty. And so ever since he became involved in wrestling, I, I wanted to talk to him. I got a chance to talk to him. He was on our show uh, before impact. Uh, one of the impact shows earlier this year. And I'm a big hockey fan, big avalanche fan. They, they had a huge robbery with the Red Wings yes. back in yes, the day. And yep. so I was like, and talking to McCarty would be like cool, but like weird as an Avs fan. But I was all in. I wore my Avs jersey during the interview and everything. Like he fully respected it too. And I had like a really <laughs> nice exchange with him after the interview. And like I've interviewed a lot of people on this show and on other shows. Like nothing has struck me more than like that interview with McCarty of like if I yeah. could tell like 12-year-old me who grew up to be this person like yeah you yeah you got to interview Darren McCarty and like you're kind of like peers with him and he it kind of cool with him after hating him my entire <laughs> childhood with this abs and red wings barber hating him 
and like he was totally cool totally respectful and stuff and so i just want to put over darren mccarthy's like the nicest dude and i would not expect it you know being the the, the hater that i was growing up but but your your kind of friendship with, with darren mccarthy how'd you kind of get involved and, and link up with him um it's it's uh it was because of sean it was because spo um um yeah um sean uh we lost you know we've i think the last time maybe i talked to you guys we'd you know been time for his funeral so uh it was spo man i had told him because i i know what you're saying jeremy like i grew up so i grew up obviously in tennessee we didn't have the preds till i was you know a little bit older uh, nine or ten something like that 11 maybe um so for years, I wa- I just watched as a- so I remember those series, right? I was watching just as a fan of hockey. Like I didn't really like the Avalanche or the Red Wings, but I vividly remember, you know, those those just grimy, just like we're talking about fights, bro. Those were like we wish we could get some of those fights, right? Like in, in the boxing ring or in, in the cage, like. So yeah, I know that feeling you're talking about. Like I told Sean, and for months, you know, we've talked and. And SPO was just like, I got to get you and Darren together, man. You guys are going to love each other. Um, then it was the weekend before Sean passed. He, uh, We were just chilling behind TWE, and he, like, Darren McCarty's walking around. Right? And like you said, I'm just like, that guy's a killer. Like, I've seen him, like, like you know, the Happy Gilmore kind of vibe of, like, he, he took his skate off and tried to stab a guy kind of vibes. Um <laughs> But like you said, man, Sean was like, Darren, you meet me, my boy. And right away, just super nice. Uh, such a just and it's one thing. Right? And we've all met people that we're fans of or like, you know, you just a set celebrity. And Darren, I think, is the only person I've met that he made me feel like he genuinely cared and wanted to hear me just say, like, you helped me kind of become a hockey like, you're, you know, that violence and just those rivalries kind of got me into hockey and then Preds really picked that up when I had a local team and he just made me feel very, um, very assured about it and just was a cool moment. And it is man. Like um, he was the first person, I think um, funeral, the first few people I saw, the first three people I saw were, Cole Roderick, Darren McCarty, and Hoodfoot, and all three just gave me a tight hug, and uh, and um, we just kind of talked about Sean. So um, yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I just I miss him. Um, we just celebrated his birthday. Um, we did a cool SPO show up in um, in New Albany. Um, had his daughter there and his mom. Uh, it was it was a really great time. So yeah, yeah. I just I want to shout out Sean again because uh, man, we he would laugh thinking about how much we just sit around and talk about him. Now he's like, you just hear him kind of giggling. Um, but that's something I'll always remember about him is like just so given right right away. Like yeah, come meet Darren McCarty. And then Darren is latched on to that. And when I was up in Detroit for Flop House, Darren was just so kind and welcoming um same way with icw icw was a good get for me this year it was last minute but i got to ring announce uh, and do a little bit of commentary for icw in detroit um and darren signed my jersey that day and he signed it kobk affiliated and that's that like mm. like you're saying you know what i mean like the eight-year-old me is just like what is like what yeah that's it awesome. was it was insane because 
No, I'm taking a risk wearing this Avs jersey to yeah, uh, right, yeah, famous <laughs> Redders, and he doesn't know me. He has no idea who I am, and he could come on here. I just reached out to him. He did like follow me on Twitter, but like I just reached out to him. I was like, hey, do you want to come on our show to talk about impact and everything? But he has like no idea who I actually am, and he could come on there and be like you fucking like asshole wearing this jersey like this is disrespectful type of thing he's like no nah, i respect that man you got to support your team like that's what it's all about and like and we just had this nice exchange afterwards and just see again to, to eight-year-old me who couldn't yeah. stand this man it's like this dude's awesome and now we're, we're kind of peers like yeah it's crazy how kind of the world will, will bring you together and everything he's very open about like his life struggles and everything too yes like oh yeah it, it's cool to see him doing so well and if you are a hockey fan go watch there's a 30 i don't know if it's 30 for 30 there's a documentary on espn about that rivalry yes. and you can see like how really intense like you, you want to talk about like sports rivalries i know that there are a lot of big ones nowadays hockey doesn't have like huge huge ones in, anymore they, they can the canadian ones are, are pretty big but like blood mm-hmm. rivalries it didn't get any bigger than abs and red wings back in the day and those guys trying to like like said, stab each other with skates and everything yeah dude he's a gamer though like I get. I totally make sense that Darren would respect, you know, respect the Avs jerseys because he is man. He is like a true gamer, someone that just loves, like, loves the sport of competition. Like, just wants to compete. Um, you see it now with, uh, you know, him in wrestling. Right, he's managing um, Thomas Oliver Vendetta a lot. Tov, want to shout out Tommy Vendetta, great guy. Um, and it's one of those cool Darren McCarty stories, right? So all of us in the KOBK crew were big, especially Brett Ison, man. Me and Ison are huge hockey fans and we did we we uh that documentary you talked about espn we stayed up me and ice stayed up when it dropped and just watched it we we're on the road one night so like yeah man being able to talk to him about that and then and then having that moment again of he's like like i'm kobk like i'm affiliated with you guys and then it's just it's that surrealness that uh that you get and then you see him out there managing and you know just taking bundles like bundles of light tubes to the head he doesn't put the hands up he just eats it and the first thing he says to me so i saw him a day or two after he got you know he gets cut open just eats it right just just you know just like a g and what does he tell me it's it's the coolest heater story i, I think i've I, to tell heater when i when it happened he came up to me just come Darren mccarty walks dead right up to me and he just goes do you see do you see the bundle shot and i go yeah man like i saw and he goes, you know what I thought when I'm laying on the ground there bleeding? I said, I don't know, Darren McCarty. What, what did you think, bud? And he said, always the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> like, he thought That's of hard way heater. Yeah, he heater. thought, he goes, I think of heater, and I just think always the hard way. And I'm like, <sighs> what? Is, what? No. <laughs> But he, he had, like, to your point though, again, he wanted to, and he wanted me to tell Heater. He's like, you need, to, I want, and I, I'm, te- I said, I'm texting him right now. Like, I, he wants, I want him to know, but that's Darren, man, and he is. I can't, I just, yeah. If if Darren McCarty, man, he's on a show around. Like, if you're a fan or not, it just like, please go say something to him. You're not gonna find probably a, a more just polite and and just nice man in a time when no one's nice anymore. That's just Dmax, just the nicest what um what icw show were you at because he came in and did stuff with the kirks but i can't remember like what all do you remember like what the one i oh the one i did yeah um that would have been gosh it would have been nhb oh man hold on i can tell you um 
it's not been that long ago. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been, hold on, August maybe? Yeah, so it was August 5th. I don't know the number, but it was August 5th. It was ICW NHB. It was their Detroit show. Um, we had Tremont was on it. They did Justin Kyle on that. I think Justin Kyle and Isaiah Broner was a match we had on that. It was a real sneaky card that I think it kind of got lost maybe in SummerSlam weekend. Um uh, be- because there are there's some really good violent you know just good chains matches and you get to see you know Darren and Tommy and those guys in Detroit and Malcolm and M3 big shout out you know big MM3 guy I, I just uh, like I said IC Dub was a big get for me um, I-, I really wanted you know wanted that to add uh, and-, and MM3 did it like MM3 came up to me the night before and was like at Flophouse like bro you here tomorrow yeah I'm here. Well, I, you know, because uh, I, I want to say ICW may have used, um, I know MM3 and his dad, uh, they have a promotion in um, in Detroit. And I think they maybe have used the venue that they kind of used or something like, you know, one of those things. So MM3 kind of put me in. Um, so I, I just can't say enough about Malcolm. That Detroit crew, man, they just, those are great, great talents and great human beings. I can't say enough about just that Detroit, uh, that everybody in that Detroit van that you usually get with Darren and Tommy and Malcolm and, just great, great humans. Yeah, yeah, it's a great company. I mean, like there's a lot of there's a lot of talent you just mentioned there that I would want thoughts on. Like, I mean, so you mentioned like Tommy Vendetta, for instance. He's a guy yeah. who I feel like does just like does not get enough shine still. Like, if you know about exactly. him, like, like like if you know, you know he's gonna have like the best death match on the show of like probably full death matches, and like his will still stand out. Like the, like, the dude will do stuff into like. He's like innovated with like panes of glass. He'll figure out ways of like yes. doing cool stuff that you haven't seen before, which is, which I guess is the name of the game for deathmatch wrestling at this point. In a lot of <laughs> senses, is like trying to figure out something that people haven't gotten like numb to that like is going to get that reaction. I feel like he's really good at that. Especially, I know that he's like kind of pivoted like his character a bit lately, but a I, little I, bit, yeah. But, but like watching it. He, I know he for the longest time at least at least when i discovered him he was always wrestling in like what looked like long johns just like white long johns and i would always be like this is such an obvious choice because they're going to be red by the end of his match every time like that's like you (laughs) see the change in color throughout the match um but uh but yeah shout out that's a good shout out that's a guy that i'd be interested to talk to him and pick his brain a little bit yeah dude Um, thomas great guy great fun guy to talk to uh go if you're since we're talking about icw please go back and watch um on on iwtv mm3 malcolm monroe and and sean campbell one of my boys they they have this weird chemistry man when those two are in a match together i mean it's just fireworks and they put a crazy one on in the pit um a couple months ago for icw so yeah yeah yeah. Uh, malcolm um thomas oliver vendetta darren mccarty just that whole crew, man. I, I thank them. And, uh, and yeah, I would love to hear you guys or, you know, some, somebody get Thomas, uh, Oliver Vendetta down here. I'd love to hear you guys chop it up with him. Yeah. He's, yeah, I'd be interested in him. And then also, um, a guy that I've talked to just like a little bit, but never interviewed. Um, and you mentioned him is Justin Kyle. Is he out right now with yeah. injury? So Justin Kyle has like, he's like a real person in real life that has like real life stuff. So, a lot of his schedule deals with that. Um, I, I know, I want to say he maybe had a career change kind of recently, um, but he kind I know he's doing, um, he just did maybe a merge Midwest show. Okay. Uh, obviously he, it just very sparse. I think, I'm not sure if it's a time or a want or a mix, but 
Um, Justin, you know, not in the ring a lot, but when he's there, he's still got that attitude. He's still got that presence, right? And like I said, that show, um, the ICW show uh, from SummerSlam weekend, it was him and Broner, man. And they, they just, they went at it. They really did. Dude, dude. And I love, like, so, and I, the reason I ask, because I don't, I just haven't been seeing Justin Kyle often, as, like, nearly as often as I, I had been. So I was, like, kind of wondering where he'd been at. But I, I love. I can um, tell you. Oh, I was going to say, I can tell you he did get hurt up until that Detroit show. I, I was something right. to do. I want to say his shoulder or it was like, it was a bad injury kind of thing when it, that's when he was definitely out for like, gosh, I want to say maybe eight months, you know, almost a year kind of vibe. Um, he had, it was a bad injury. Um, so he may be still dealing with that a little bit, but I know he's back a little bit, but you're right. I mean, he was, he was gone, gone there for a minute. And that definitely was a, a very serious, I want to say he told me that it was like, Maybe like like everything like ligament wise kind of got ripped off and then he had to like build it back kind of vibe. It was it was gnarly. Yeah, dude. And and for people that don't know, don't know Justin Kyle, like if you're a fan of mixed martial arts and of pro wrestling, like he's a perfect guy to become a fan of because like he, like he comes out to Sandstorm. He does like the Vanderlei Silva yes. thing. Like his his pads are like um like his knee pads and kick pads are like. I think there's str- the struggles logo, but it's like the pancreas logo symbol that they have. Like it, like you basically yes, have like the pancreas yes. logos on him, and he, but like it's like he's had wars with guys like Cruel and I mean, uh, Brett Ison. I mean, like those guys will all go there and kill each other, which is a uh, you know I'm, I'm a big Justin Powell fan. And and also speaking of Brett Ison, how is Brett doing? Ah, Brett Ison, he's doing great. He anyone that follows him on social media, he's got a puppy or. You know, he's getting Bishop is his dog's name. Always gonna be a puppy to me. Um, doing a lot better, man. Uh, you know, keep up with TWE on uh, on IWTV. Um, obviously, when we get going again for KOBK, Brett's gonna be there. Uh, he's wrestling. It's him versus Tank coming up next month in November uh, for ICW in Chattanooga. So yeah, you're you'll be seeing a little bit of Brett. He's just he's kind of at that point where you know he just wants to like he wants to be at places that he really just gets to kind of have fun at. Um, he, he, again, this with Bishop, that's the KOBK Prince. Um, he just can't he can't be on the road when you got you know you got a pup pup in, uh, and uh, I just the the amount of uh, of joy he gets out of just sitting and watching like TMNT with his puppy like. I've not seen Brett this happy in years. So uh, doing well and and really, really excited. I'm going to say it again. That match with Tank going to be very special next month for sure. Moles, appreciate you joining us uh, tonight. Let everybody know what you got, what you got coming up and where they can follow, where they can support you at. Please follow me at most KOBK. Uh, please watch – uh, this Friday, October 20th, October 20th, it'll be on IWTV. Actually, we're live streaming. Action live stream. Uh, that'll be October 20th. And then please, 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 anyone, go watch whatever you can. October 28th, TWE, Nightmare on Dayton Boulevard. October 29th, Matt Tremont's Deathmatch Tournament, H2O. And November 4th, GCW, Back at center stage, CC, CCC, or no. It's a lot of Cs, a lot of yeses. So, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Always, always a pleasure to, to talk to you guys, for real. Always a pleasure to, to have you on and just bullshitting, chopping it up. Yeah, bro. Usual. Uh, always good, always good. Thank you, Moe's. Nice. Appreciate it, man. Uh, guys, we will be right back here on the Spotlight.
We're back. Big thanks to Moe's, as always, for joining us. Appreciate him. He's always very gracious, kind with his time. Anytime we, we just need him, be like, hey, you want to come on, talk about stuff, let everybody know what you got going on, tell any fun stories. He's always around. So we appreciate Moe's. Everyone go support him. Everyone go follow him. Go check out the work he's doing with Action. He'll be at GCW next month. Uh, calling a bunch of different H2O, calling a bunch of ICW, calling a bunch of different stuff. Moe's is always a busy, busy man. Appreciate his work. Appreciate his work ethic. Guys, we will be back next week. With a brand new show, brand new interview, brand new guest, brand new Jensen hating on LA Knight. I am sure he's going to win that title. And when he does, I cannot wait to rub it into Jensen's face. Yeah. Thanks for everybody in the chat today. All y'all love, all your support, all your super chats. Leave a thumbs up on the video if you've not done that already. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, go to Fightful.com. Check out all the news stories we got going on. Subscribe to Fightful Select fightfulselect.com best five dollars in the business go over to fightful overbook that's our sister site that uh myself and joel pearl kind of curate and put together um we had in the weeds yesterday with myself and joel tasha Steele's uh future future impact knockouts champion former impact knockouts champion former impact knockouts tag team champion future impact knockouts tag team champion alongside diana Perazzo. she was on the show yesterday the interview as a solo will be up uh, in about an hour so I believe that goes up at one o'clock on Fightful Overbooked. So go over to FightfulOverbooked.com. Subscribe to that channel, please. That would really mean a lot to us. All right, guys, we'll be back next week. Everyone take care. Have a good Thursday. Take care of yourself this weekend. And we'll see y'all next week here on the Spotlight. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.